0: eligible items only exclusions apply see ebaymotors.com today's episode of what happened when monday is brought to you by saveK.com and tony i think you have outdone yourself uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out savek.com you need to not just because we'll be able to save some money but this video is off the damn rails it's s-a-v-e-c-a-d-e tony how in the world did you come up with this this is proof that you take drugs maybe used to i don't know if
1: i do anymore but but i do need to say that when i bring up safe there's a shot of me that looks awfully fat on there i don't know how that came about maybe it's the way i look but well i do want to remind people that you can stop wrestling with that put your butt in the seat fast and easy no credit check to be a part of SaveK.com,
0: comrade. conrad well, and what's funny is, you know, the site even says mortal combat, all of your debt, no more hard way or easy way, brother. Uh, maybe that old kitchen's got to go. Maybe you're desperately out of time to pay your house off faster, but we want to let you know that you don't need good luck and credit. The, your credit doesn't have to look as good as the Z man did. And you can own a house with no money down, which is. Coincidentally, how much money, Evan Courageous, true. You can make this fast and easy. It can even be the greatest night in the history of our great sport when you skip your next two house payments, and maybe you could even lower your monthly payments, which probably would have been helpful when WCW was taken over by Bill Watts and he cut your pay, right, Tony?
1: Yes. You can cut years off your loan, consolidate your debt, stop making the minimum payments. Believe you me, that will get you behind. And get a greater tax deduction, Conrad. It's all part of savecade.com. And what I love about it is you can own your own home with
0: no money down. My favorite thing about the thing, though, is you fucking dancing and singing. I'm not making this up. Tony Schiavone dances and sings. You've got to see it, even if you don't actually need a home loan or need to save money you've got to see Tony singing and dancing at saveK.com that's S-A-V-E-C-A-D-E NMLS number 65084 Equal Housing Lender
2: Ladies and gentlemen welcome to the main event Welcome to WHW Monday Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson Jim Crockett, First Arcade, 605 NWA TV title, Cajun Army, The Bunkhouse Stampede
3: Larry and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express, Tag Team, Turner, Bottom, Mid-South Joy, World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett promotion. Tony and Fresno,
2: they win. Look, Shavani's back again. World title split off. Center stage, Bischoff, Disney Hogan and Nitro, New World Order and the Crow. Under Russo, Arcade Champ, Minnie, Matt, Simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. So long, try not to laugh. The lowest rules can't pass. This wasn't the initial plan. Thompson's like a good looking man. Quand like make a tip. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday.
1: And now, let's go to the ring. And here's your co-host.
0: Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? on the mlw radio network and of course the master of ceremonies is with us mr tony shivani tony how's it going man how are you hey, hey am, am i really a master of ceremonies i mean you know yeah, yeah you are here's the deal you're a really big deal and i didn't even really uh, know how big of a deal you are so i guess i owe you an apology because to me you're just my buddy tony but apparently mm-hmm. you're a fucking real big star i'm, I'm not buying that no no here's I, here's why i know you're a big star I as. A, I'm almost reluctant to talk about this because I know you're gonna shit on me for it. But I put your tickets on sale. Yes, I guess I'm a half ass promoter now. Go ahead and bury no, me now.
1: Hey, no, whoa, whoa, stop. You're not a half ass promoter. You're a full ass promoter, but go ahead.
0: Well, yeah. So I okay. put your I put your dinner on sale. We're doing an eat and greet at Starcast. And you were the first one to sell out.
1: Gee, whiz.
0: I, I'm talking about you sold out before Kevin Sullivan. He sold out before Ron Simmons. He sold out before Medusa. He sold out before double J. He sold out before Bischoff. He sold out before Pritchard. He sold out before Lex Luger. He sold out before animal. He sold out before Jerry Lawler. He sold out before the horseman sold out before Terry Funk. He sold out before anybody. My God. And then we did like this retro promo thing, which I'm really excited about. I think it's a real innovation. We've got the old TBS set being recreated We've got you a JCP sports blazer being made. We've got an old school microphone and people are going to be able to even wear a Ric Flair robe if they want to, and hold the real big gold belt and do a promo with you. Like it's 1986 all over again. And that sold out immediately. Shivani sold out immediately. Everything mm. I put with your name on there on Starcast sells out. So you're a real big star con, kind of, sir.
1: Well, you know what? Uh, thanks to you and and thanks to the fans too. I'm 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 humbled. I really am. I uh, I guess the, the this the Shivani is the the what the the Shivani eat and greet thing uh, sold out because everybody says, well, Shivani will motherfuck us for about an hour, so we might as well go in and enjoy that. So
0: yeah, I didn't know that people would pay to be motherfucked, but I guess they will. <laughs> so thank you for that, and maybe we should motherfuck them today. Let's talk about why we're here, though. It's a big occasion, man. We're on the 20-year anniversary of one of the biggest moments in wrestling history. Of course, that anniversary is upon us this Friday, July 6th. And if we go all the way back to July 6th, 1998, episode number 147 of Monday Nitro, it's going to be one of, and arguably the most historic and important Nitro of all time. Fire up your WWE Network, and I'll let you tag somebody in here, Tony. We'll get started.
1: Okay, uh, let's go for the uh, queen of slap dicks. You know her name. Lois said you'll come in and give us a three, two, one.
0: Okay, I'll do it in
4: French and I'll do it right this time. Mm-hmm. Okay? Un, deux,
1: trois, je suis Well, we start out with me talking with James J. Dillon. Isn't that a way to just shut down the whole show? <laughs> <Gee whiz. laughs> JJ's going to make the announcement. I'm going to make the announcement. I'm going to. And, and, and as JJ is notorious to do, it's like, you know what, JJ, I love you, but. Get to the freaking point, would you please, okay? Just announced Goldberg and Hogan. We know it's coming up. Jesus, man, I just. uh... So anyway, this happened on Thunder, as you can see, on July 2nd, 19 and 98. And, you know, I I don't want to see like I'm self-centered because I'm not.
0: What are you you doing for? I'm sick. Uh. I'm sick. That's all.
1: Okay, but damn, I was fat back then. Back well, then, fat.
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, but I was, and it's yeah. that. Wh- Let me tell you, th- it's a great joke. It's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Back in the day, he said, "I used to do drugs. I still do, but he used to too." <laughs> so it's like, I used to be fat. I still am, but he used to too. That's right.
1: Oh, how about that? And the fans go wild. Oh, my God. It's Hogan and Goldberg. And now let's go to the graphics. Wow, man. And is there anybody in America who is tuning in on July 6, 1998, that thinks that Goldberg is going to lose this title?
0: Well, I mean, I think a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of people thought he could not clean. But there could have been some sort of DQ, you know, where Goldberg wins by disqualification. The streak continues, but he doesn't win the belt.
1: That you know, that's right. And I guess if you go back to Starcade, right, with uh, Hogan and Sting, right, you you can say, well, there's going to be something fucked up at the finish of it, uh, and we're going to get screwed. Uh, but uh, that w- did not happen. And uh, one thing I like about the this uh, incarnation of the of the Nitro girls as they get ready to dance in the ring. Uh, is that uh, Rebecca Whisper, of course, who went on to be Shawn Michaels' wife, was part of those, and she was, and I loved them all, I really did, as you know, but she was one of the nicest ladies I had ever met in my life. She was, like a, she was like, because of her personality and because of her looks, as close to a perfect 10 that I had ever seen in my life. She was such a nice lady. Uh, and and there, there, there you go. It, it takes more than just looks to be a perfect 10 in my book. But hey, Thirty-nine thousand nine hundred and nineteen is what we announced for this, Conrad. Thirty-nine nineteen. And when I see this, and when we when we see a little bit later on, oh, there is. Oh my goodness. Where was I here? Okay, so there's right back up. So when I when I see this, I just wonder, how in the hell did we go out of business? Well, how do we fuck this up?
0: we're going to talk about it because there's going to be a lot of moments and decisions that people have to defend. And this is one of them really. I mean, it sort of gets glossed over that because this is such a big nitro. Yeah. This is the go home show for bash at the beach. Right. Bash at the beach. 1998 is the biggest WCW buy rate of all time. A lot of people talk about Starcade '97 as being the biggest pay per view ever, and it was up to that point. Okay, but the show six days after this beat it. And by the way, your chair was never higher than right here. Look at this.
1: I'm sitting on a phone book, as a matter of fact, absolutely. Or I even have a turd come out of my ass, and it, it's it shot me up another six inches. I don't know what it was, but one of those two. But there you see Larry Zbyszko doing as only he can do, man. He is pontificating, and we are. Uh, today and I are really enjoying it. We enjoy it. Let's see how I'm looking at today. We're really enjoying when Larry goes on one of his tirades, man. He, was, he, was, he could really put words together. He was really good at that, man. And that's one of the reasons, probably the main reason he got over. So he's going to go out and he's going to say hello to the fans. And, of course, he gets a reaction. But the reaction had been very, very big at that time. So we're all pretty pumped up here. And, yes, how high is my chair? Oh, man. Massive. Man, like my belly right there and like my double chin. Uh, Which, by the way, I'm 25 pounds down on DDP yoga. Oh, bang. Bang. Thank you very much. And DDP is going to come out later on in the show and talk about that along with Carl Malone. Uh, But now Mike Tanay is going to have a few words for us. And Mike's going to, uh, you know, talk about the stuff that he has already scripted for himself. Uh, And, uh, you know, Mike Tanay, my buddy, the professor that I named, Uh, has kind of gone uh, incognito. He's kind of been MIA, hasn't he? I mean, no one has seen from him in a long time.
0: I mean, I think he's still alive. I don't think he's dead or anything.
1: Well, he is still alive. Yeah. But he has just kind of uh, removed himself from the wrestling business somewhat the way I did back in 2001. Take a look at this crowd, and we're going to start it out with Hollywood Hulk Hogan and your buddy, Conrad Eric Bischoff. Making their way to the ring. Yes, sir, man. They're going to start it off here. And Hogan is going to come out here, and just to refresh everybody's memory, uh, and, of course, when I watched this earlier, it refreshed mine, uh, gave a great heel promo, had a lot of pauses, as a heel would do, to let the the fans boo his ass, and talk about the fact that Goldberg here is going to have to wrestle another member of his NWO and beat him before he gets to him. And that refreshed my memory on that. I had forgotten that. A lot of people
0: Uh, have Goldberg didn't just wrestle
1: once. He wrestled
0: twice. Yes. He
1: wrestled twice. And there's a, there's a lot to be said about that first match because that first match really was better than the second. And we're going to see that a little bit, but that's because Scott Hall was such a great worker. And that again is, is not to, to shit on Hulk Hogan. But another thing came into play here. This is the South. This is Atlanta, Georgia. Goldberg is a Georgia Bulldog. And Hulk Hogan is still seen by many as the champion from the North. So this was very much North against South here. And this is what helped really, I think, uh, as much as anything else, or take a look at those signs, would you? My God, as much as anything else uh, really put this show over the top. Hogan looked great here too, man. Didn't he? Holy shit.
0: I just love everything about Hogan in this era. And I know I'm in the minority and most people prefer the Hulkamania Hulk Hogan. And I love that one too. I mean, that's what I grew up on, but this era of Hulk Hogan is so great. I mean, this is a guy who would go out and get the shit beat out of him on a pay-per-view. And then the next night just brag about how I ripped him limb from limb. It right. was so great. And and so you know, a lot of my friends were like, no, he didn't. I hate him. He's a liar. And I'm like, that's kind of the idea. I <laughs> know. Flair used to say a lot of time in the backstage area, he would say, we're
1: heels. We get our ass beat every night and then we lie about it the next day. <laughs> and that's what great heels would do. How about your buddy, uh, the, the uh, disciple over there on the right.
0: With the world title, feet. where it belongs, over his shoulder.
1: <laughs> well, he's the disciple, and he carries the shit, right? Wouldn't that always been the way it happened?
0: He carried the shit? I mean, are, you say, are you insinuating that Brutus was a weed carrier? No, I'm, I'm telling you that he's carrying the... You're putting words in my mouth again, you son of a bitch.
1: I'm the saying shit. that he is, uh, he's Car- got the title. He's carrying the title.
0: You said the shit. I didn't know what that meant. <clears throat> okay. By the way, let's just run through this. This is a couple of months after the incredible win streak from WCW had ended. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mr. McMahon finally put together a match in April of 98 and beat Nitro after 83 consecutive weeks worth Nitro winning. And now it's sort of been back and forth. And a lot of people would say that Eric was sort of hitting the panic button on losing to the WWF and felt like he was losing some momentum in the ratings business. Wasn't down day one sales for this particular show were over $400,000 for day one. Mm. So business isn't down, but a lot of people say that Eric maybe hit the panic button a little prematurely in booking Goldberg and Hogan and doing it on TV rather than a pay-per-view. We'll talk about that aspect in a little bit, but let me ask you this. Do you feel like the match was booked? Not whether or not it should have been. We'll debate that later. Do you think this match was put together in an effort to sort of notch a, a guaranteed win for WCW this week?
1: Yeah, there, there was no question. I, I I don't know if you, America, have covered this show yet or not, Uh, and I don't know if it's out there. But I I really think this this showed me two things. This showed me that. Well, we're at the Georgia Dome, and Goldberg's such a big deal. Let's really ratchet this up and put him over to really spike our ratings here. And I don't think there was any question about that. I don't know if – and, you know, Eric was much closer to the numbers than I was. Uh, I didn't even look at the numbers, really. Uh, So it, it does seem like panic because, let's face it, if this would have been on pay-per-view, it would have been a gigantic buy rate even though you said the next pay-per-view is our biggest one ever. Yeah. There's no way that Dennis Rodman and Hulk Hogan against Diamond Dallas Page and the Mailman compares to the main event on this one. No way.
0: Well, you do have a lot of the mainstream. and, And so to me, you could have, if you wanted to, done a screw job here, done the NBA thing real big in July, do the silly August bullshit, have some sort of War Games thing with teams where if Goldberg's team wins, and then you could have paid it off at Halloween Havoc 98 because that's mm. really your, your super show for WCW. You could well, have yeah. Goldberg-Hogan at Havoc 98 and then the rematch maybe at Starcade. Now, what the fuck do I know? I'm just armchair quarterback and 20 years well, later.
1: I mean, there's something to be said for that, but my, here's my question. If you do the screw job here, how much are you hurting your business? Just a question.
0: Well, in fairness, when when I'm saying a screw job, I just mean the way that, you know, you historically have built big matches is. Right. You know, he he just can't get a fair shake and we're building right. towards it. And so that's the reason all those steps were invented back in the day, or at least that's what I've been led to believe. Well, yeah, it was
1: because you have a match and then you have a no disqualification and then you have, I don't know, uh, two out of three or whatever. Then you blow it off in a cage mat. There you go. You n- there you go. Normally do. So, yeah, I understand that. Uh, but, you know, there'd be a lot. there have been a lot of people had, uh, had uh, Goldberg not gone over just completely shit on the show. And they may have shit on the show anyway. I don't know. I never saw the, the ratings well, or I never saw in the feedback. I mean, feedback. I
0: think you could still have Goldberg pick him up. I mean, he could have still speared him. He could have still jackhammered him. He could have done all of that. But then right when it looked like he was about to beat him, there's some sort of schmazz finish. Right. Like, you know, if, if, if Bret Hart wasn't already with the NWO here, mm-hmm. what if Bret Hart was put into place to be the referee here? And he goes down to count Goldberg's win one, two, and then flips Goldberg off. Mm-hmm. And now we're off to the races and that gives Goldberg an opponent for bash at the beach with Bret Hart. And you know, we're all, we're off and running.
1: Hmm. Do you know the, uh, do you know the email of uh, WWE creative? Look at the, look at those. Uh, Dude, man, it's look
0: ridiculous. At, it is a sea of signs here.
1: Unbelievable. It's just absolutely unbelievable. And look, and, and, and look at this and, and listen to how the crowd was. And we had good bumps with, uh, you know, some, uh, some guys talking about Hulk Hogan. You're going to go down. Cause it's the South and Goldberg is our Southern champion. Hell yeah. Go dogs. Woo
0: something like that dude i swear uh, i swear when i saw this this week i thought for a minute i'm like man i really need to time stamp this and make sure that i understand that can't be heath slater because it sounds just like heath slater on wwe
1: <laughs> it might have been i mean you know i mean there there have been pictures of the hardy boys in the crowd in, in north
0: carolina for just, us back then be so awesome if we'll see it I, by the way How about this Valvoline thing is sin power. I feel like that was what Klondike Bill was powered by.
1: (laughs) Yes, he was, man. He loves sin power. You know what he else? He loved to lube things up too. If you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. Give everybody a
0: time cue here where we are.
1: Okay. The uh, time cue is, as we're rolling here, I'm at uh, 1340, 41, 42, 43, 44. And we're into a Hulk Hogan by your NWO. Uh, t-shirt and your Hollywood Hogan T-shirt,
0: man. And by, by the way, if you wanted one of those shirts, you sent your money to a PO box in Birmingham, Alabama.
1: How oh, about
0: mm. why? Why would that be? Do you know? I,
1: I don't know, but hey, hold on, Tony Schiavone. We are standing here with a young man out of Bessemer, Alabama, who we understand won this car, this uh, Mark Martin race car uh, from Valvoline. Now, you won the race car. We understand, and uh, tell us about how you won it. No, I stole the motherfucker, Gene. You stole it. Yes, I'm from Alabama. I stole it. I'm from Bessemer, Alabama, and I stole it. So you stole the, the car. And let me tell you, ask you, has any, anyone ever come to knocked on your door? No, only people knock on my door are homeless. All right. Uh, uh, could, we, could we get your name? I'd, I'd rather not say my name. Okay. He didn't want to say his name, but he did steal the car. Now, this car, we understand, which apparently is hot. I don't mean to the touch, I mean uh, it's been stolen, uh, is one of the cars that Mark Martin used to win the race in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, my my question to you is uh, that if the police come after you looking for this car that you stole, come on back in here, looking for this car that you stole, are you going to get in the car and drive down through Bessemer, Alabama, uh, away from the police? Uh, I mean, that to me would seem the only logical thing that you can do to get away from it. Because, I mean, look, we appreciate you being here, but please. uh, Okay, thank you. Please, don't steal a car, especially if you're from Bessemer, Alabama. That guy actually won that car, you know. Won that car. Won a race car. That you can't drive on the street. What's going on with this? With what? Like. Winning a race car? I know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I, you know, winning tickets to a race. Yeah, I get it. Or winning a trip to Talladega. Uh, I get it. Or maybe going to Charlotte. Going to somewhere else. Going to Daytona Beach to the Daytona Five Hundred. But winning a race car, man, he was excited about it. I think it's a great way to start it out, man. Dean Malenko, look at the crowd. Holy shit, man. I mean, it was. Look, they, 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 obviously. Uh, put a curtain and it was half a house as far as that is concerned. But man, it looked spectacular. And it, it's something that, yeah, I know in this day and age, the uh, WrestleMania would, would sell out the entire thing. But back in 1998, this was a big deal. And, you know, fans were also, they were really big into Hogan and Goldberg and Holberg. Goldberg was the big thing that night, but Hey, Conrad, the fans were, big into raising the roof there that night too weren't they look at that just goes to show you if you have a you have a gesture like bang with the diamond cutter or raising the roof fans or yes 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 fans will get into that stuff
0: man what a what a fucking fun time to be a wrestling fan i remember loving both of these guys these are two incredible performers I'm probably in the minority. Mm-hmm. I liked Booker T's in 1998 better than any other year for him.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Now, now I, I, haven't, I haven't seen much of or, or any of Booker T in the WWE since then. <laughs> I, I know he changed me. his hairstyle, know, but man, I, he look, he looks sharp here.
0: I love that you say, oh, no, I agree. I didn't see him in 2, 3, 4, <laughs> 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, or 13. But yeah, 98 was the best.
1: Money, it was the Well, that was the era, man. That was absolutely it. He did a lot of great shit, man. And, of course, he and Malenko were two fine performers. Absolutely two. Look at that drop toe hold by Malenko and to her front face lock. And Billy, don't call me Sarah Silverman, the referee. I'm going to come up a little bit later on in the angle that's leading to the cruiserweight uh, title match coming up at Bash of the Beach between Malenko and Chris Jericho, which, by the way, is a very, very uh, good angle, as we're going to watch here a little bit later on. But, uh, you know, I I think I've brought this up before. It's worth bringing up again. I saw Dean Malenko recently. He's one of the agents backstage uh, in the WWE. And like all the agents, he seemed kind of miserable to me. Here's a pickup and a slam. And that's just an opinion of mine. There was nothing that they told me that would make me believe that, but. I can pretty much read people, I would think. Look at that great go-behind by Malenko. Did you ever see any anything with his father back in the day, years ago? No. Professor Boris Malenko?
0: I did love the Great Malenko album from the Insane Clown Posse. Have you heard that before? <laughs> I have
1: not heard that before. Oh, you no. should listen to that. Oh, the Missile Dropkick. Uh, the, the Great Malenko, or Professor Boris Malenko, was a great heel, the Crockett's had him in the 70s, man. He was the uh, – there's a roll-up. He was the manager of Bill Eadie, the mass superstar, one time. Had a great angle with him. A- and I know Dick Bourne will remember this. Him and the mighty Igor where they took the cigar from Malenko and burned Igor's eye. He had to wear an eye patch. It was just – man, it was good, good stuff. Old school stuff, man. So I had a lot of respect for – oh, man. Fuck. What a bump. And the fans really responded to that. No doubt. Wow. Pick him up and then slam him down. Maybe a scissor kick coming. You think so? No, it's a spin wheel kick. And the fans really respond to it, and they're back into it once again. You know, the the anticipation for this, look at this, is is absolutely tremendous. The anticipation for this whole night. The fact that they're going to see Goldberg wrestle twice now, I don't know if, if many of the fans understood what was going on or not. Maybe they just thought it was more Hogan bullshit or NWO, if you will, bullshit. Um, but they, I don't know if they understood they were going to see go, – and here we go. <laughs> yeah, baby. One of the great heels that we had at that time. He really was. And, and that's the, one of the reasons he became a big superstar because he was really, really good at talking, at being a heel. I mean, he, he just came across as this aloof, goofy – Cali- and he wasn't from California, but he looked at California type, you know, airhead that just loved to, you know, talk down to people and bullshit with people. And, and so he got a lot of heat just by what he was saying. And he caused Dean to lose right there as well. So there step one in the angle between those two, as Jericho calls a Dean Malenko to lose.
0: An early Monday night Jericho shirt, the air roast yeah. version Did they sell those? No, but they did sell a Monday Night Jericho shirt. I had one. I got one uh, for my birthday. I remember very well.
1: God bless your parents.
0: Yeah. They supported wrestling, man. Who would have, who would have thought, look at this fucking asshole.
1: Fuck. He's fucking, he's on something. I think he's on maybe heroin or LSD or something.
0: Like super Mario on mushrooms.
1: (laughs) That's what it was. Oh, get ready to do the push-ups on three chairs and Goldberg is getting ready. And that's coming up. Tonight
0: that, that on was really Monday weird. Nitro. That was really weird. That shot. Well,
1: yeah, it was. I imagine. Carl no mm. Malone. I just want to say that uh, I'm one of the greatest NBA players of all time, but unfortunately I'm also from Louisiana, so I was a big wrestling fan. So I'm going to get hooked up in this shit tonight with Dennis Rodman. I mean, on Sunday night with Dennis Rodman. Rodzilla, I'm coming to kick your ass.
0: By the way, is it just me? Or does Karl Malone have a tiny head?
1: Hmm. I didn't notice, but I guess we'll notice here a little bit later on. Cause he's going to come out.
0: When he was that angle, the shot right there, it looked like he had like the Beetlejuice shrunken head. Mm.
1: <laughs> Could be. Oh, Chris Canyon comes out and this is the development of the Canyon character where he took off Mortis's mask and says, he no longer wants to be Mortis. It actually looks like he has a shrunken head in his hand there too, as well.
0: Let me say, I think Canyon is one of the more underrated wrestlers as far as moves and innovation and all that, but man, he needed a fucking mask. (laughs) No, I'm not not saying he was ugly. I'm just saying it added another dimension to his character. Like when he was out there doing all these hot moves and like, I just think that Mortis is greater than Canyon.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? There's something to be said for that. And, and, and if we can go ahead and, and be bookers, and maybe our listeners would agree with this, maybe a mass Chris Canyon would have been very good, but not as a mass man trying to be a member of Mortal Kombat.
0: No, I agree. Just
1: something else. I mean, he could do, I mean, he had some great working punches right there. See that, man? That's And of course again it takes two and, and Raven did a good job of selling that but but Canyon could do a lot of and we found out I mean he he fell off the Triple Tower of Doom or whatever cage it was that we had in Kansas City and of course we we've, we've covered that in the archives but Canyon had a lot of power, a lot of fire, a lot of vigor.
0: He wasn't the greatest looking guy in the world but neither are we. No, I'm not shitting on Canyon. I'm just saying yeah. I think that Mortis look was cool and the mask was cool and I mean, I'm not in the sci-fi and all that shit. We've talked about that. But I'm just saying, I thought it was a cool look, and I just think it's better than him just being a badass wrestler named Canyon, you know, with, I don't know. He just looks like everybody else now. He looks like he's Johnny Swinger's brother now. You know, I mean, he. <laughs> if it was Johnny Swinger and Scotty Riggs and Canyon here, they could have had a feud with three count. But you put a <laughs> fucking mask on him, and you give him all the gimmicks, and now he's got all these hot moves and okay, right. fuck, he's different. It's something else. Yeah. Well,
1: it, it's kind of like what I, I think I've talked about a little bit with the, uh, the WWE in this era. They've got a lot of guys with stringy long hair and wear black tights. So I guess this look has kind of, uh, moved on into, uh, into, uh, 2018 here, 20 years later. Right.
0: By the way, I'm- uh, Eric Bischoff, your boy. Recently buried Raven on eighty three weeks. Wow! Said he couldn't what? couldn't really do a promo. Blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. I heard from a lot of, I mean, even current WWE superstars who were messaging me saying, "Hey, Bischoff's way fucking wrong." And, and my theory on this was just Bischoff was too old to get it. Well, my very best wrestling friend I ever had, a guy I went to school with named Clint, that we mock on bruce pritchard show all the time and he call he says uh clint from hershey and he talked like this that's not even how clint really talks but he just does it just to piss my buddy off anyway (laughs) because that's who we are yeah so my buddy clint like his favorite all-time wrestler in this era was raven i mean 24 7 everything was raven this raven that and bischoff just did not get it and I know you've told us a little bit about your friendship with Scott Levy, the person, right. comic books and swamp things and shit like that. What did you think of the Raven character here for WCW?
1: I absolutely loved it. And, and, and maybe a part of that was because I liked Scotty so much, but I absolutely loved it because it was different. His promos were different and, and I, I loved it. Now, Eric, I don't know. You think that did you, did you ask Eric, Eric, if uh, he and Scotty had heat? No, I didn't. Okay, because that, that could be based on that too, because if you run a company and you don't get along with a guy, you're not going to like anything about him, one would think. And that could be part of that. watch out. Here's Perry Saturn. Laden and I just I, I loved everything. I, I enjoyed the flock, but not as much as I just enjoyed Raven being on his own. And the fans really responding here, man.
0: Yeah, Saturn, Saturn was over here, man. Yes, he was. Perry Saturn can
1: do a lot of shit.
0: He's going through a tough time. Uh, I think he's got to go fund me. If you're a fan of Saturn's like we are, you should go out of your way to find that one. I feel like I should mention here, too. I don't know that we've talked about this before. I'm just betraying all sorts of personal stuff. That's okay to do on this show, right?
1: Yeah, sure. That's what we're about.
0: Um, Lodi is still really good friends with Charles Robinson all these years later.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I, I as I'm, uh, as I'm broadcasting this, I, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I'm at the ballpark, and uh, Charles Robinson and Lodi frequently come out to the ballpark together. Yeah. To see, to see these, uh, and Arne Anderson comes out here sometimes too. To yeah, to see the Knights play.
0: They're, uh, they're really good buds.
1: Yeah, so uh, that, that's good to see. Man. wow man how about that that was gimmick not... the table
0: please yeah that's but... what's shitty if somebody was like hey oh. just put a wooden table under there they put a legit one not one of yes, those particle did. board ones but like a legit one with steel reinforced we and raven takes the big splash off the top rope from saturn and it doesn't break mm. our friend matthew from botchamania is gonna have some fun with that have you seen that before Mm-mm. so Matthew, you need to get familiarized with Botchamania because you're going to be doing that at StarCast with Ron Funches and Cassio, and Matthew's making a custom one. And one of the deals is whenever something like that happens, they play like a uh, Metallica riff where it yells,
2: I am the table!
0: Because the table just will not fucking break.
1: Uh, now outside, the limousine is pulled up here. Look at this shit. Oh my God, it's Judy Bagwell.
0: Judy lets herself out. Doesn't wait on a limo driver to open the door for her. Uh-uh. a limo driver goes and gets a wheelchair and Judy's going to help buff stand up and seat him down into the wheelchair here. And this, this is, is our f- Judy Bagwell became a star. Well,
1: yeah, she did later on when Vince Russo, of course, became, uh, became Booker, but uh, uh, right here, it's her first appearance on TV. So this is kind of a big moment as Judy Bagwell, of course. And there's some of Atlanta's finest. They uh, And they, the, some of those Atlanta uh, policemen have been uh, security and wrestling forever, forever. I've known those guys for a long time. And, of course, Buff, you know, just very slowly walks in. This is coming off a legit inner, inner injury that Buff
0: had. On Thunder, of course. Rick Steiner goes to the top rope, goes to bring down a bulldog and instead of his head riding all the way down, Buff's head slips out. And when buff falls, his head hits the back of Rick Steiner and it caused a serious stinger of sorts where he lost the ability to move arms, legs, any of that was a scary deal. I remember, I mean, people were talking about it at my high school the next day in a big way. Like, you know, buff might not be able to walk. And so they're obviously playing off of that here, which some people would say is is sort of shitty, but I say, Hey, it's wrestling. And, uh, let's blur the lines of reality. Right.
1: Well, here's, yeah. You know what? Yeah. But if, if he's doing okay, we got to let people know. And there's more of an impact if he comes out and talks himself, than have us just say, Hey, by the way, an update on buff Bagwell, he's okay. So I don't think there's anything wrong because he was a legit injury. And we portrayed it as such. I mean, we shut down the show. Remember that night how long it took to get him out?
0: Oh, forever. By the way, I rolled out of these nice girls. Yeah, you're
1: not kidding, man. There is I loved Spice too. And if there's fire on the left. There's Che uh in front. Uh, and Larry Zabisco was real, really fond of the blonde on the left there too.
0: Well, how could you not be?
1: Yeah. Just love, they were all good kids. And we had a lot of fun in the uh in the, um, in the chair as well, if you know what I mean. Hmm. In, the makeup, in the makeup chair.
0: A lot, you, of fun what, back,
1: a lot of fun back there.
0: What all were you doing in there?
1: Well, I would just kind of, you know, uh, I would just kind of, after, I've, and it's time to check in on a Nitro party. Did you ever go to a Nitro party? No. Never did.
0: I do think we need to throw one, though. For all of our Patreon members, mm-hmm. like I think one of our things that we do is have a nitro party. You know, we talked about doing get togethers in like Atlanta or Nashville, and that's definitely gonna happen, but I think we should make it like a nitro party. Maybe we could even sneak mean Gene in. We'll tell him there's vodka. He'll come.
1: <laughs> well we'd have to go to the nursing home and make sure he can get out for the day.
0: Um Oh here's what we could do. We could watch some of Mike Tanay's porn. Do what? We could watch some of Mike Tanae's porn.
1: No, wh- 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 why would you say something like that? I mean, what does he have? He has a big porn
0: collection. No, no, he is—he's a former porn star. We've talked about this before. Mike Tenay is. Yeah, he's oh, the original man. low-key big hog. <laughs> no, that's real. We talked. No, about that's this. not real, dude. It is. Uh. Then,
1: then why did he get into wrestling? I mean, I mean, if you're a low-key big hog and you're into porn, you probably can make some money. What dude, the hell?
0: Dude, I'm on ambient exotica right now reading about him. You think I'm making this up? Yes, I do. Miami-based Mike today is no man who thinks twice about proclamations or the use of right words.
1: Okay, stop. He's not Miami-based. Got the wrong Mike today. It's
0: a picture of our Miami. Uh, our, I mean, this is him. Like, I'm looking at it.
1: All you, right. You when this show is over, I'm gonna have to check it out myself. No, I am. I am speechless here.
0: I'm gonna send you the email. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you the link right now.
1: All right. I'm. I'm absolutely speechless. But right now, I guess maybe he's talking about how he and Ron Jeremy were buddies back in the day.
0: Dude, he's the man.
1: Yeah. And here we go. It's. It's the big truck. This is Carl Malone on July on June 29th, and he and Diamond Dallas Page, and of course they they get all the. Uh, Get all the crowbars and then the truck comes in and then they all run like scattered like ants. Uh, never did understand the concept of the the big truck. Maybe I'm I've lost something here. I just never did understand it.
0: All right, let me tell you the concept. Are you ready? Thank you. Eric Bischoff has free reign of WCW finances. Carl Malone wanted an eighteen wheeler. Hmm. there you go no I'm just freestyling I just made that up that didn't really happen by the way though (laughs) you got your computer in front of you Yeah, throw it in instead of at Mike Tanay on Twitter it's at Tyke Manay T-I-K-E M-E-N-A-Y and he right there pronounces himself as the king of hot sex
1: oh yeah And you also had me go to uh, Cowboys and Princesses or whatever that fucking site is and and put me on.
0: Don't you get on here and disparage the good damn name of cowboysforangels.com.
1: Cowboys for Angels, okay.
0: Look, I'm telling you, this is a real site, and it was done years ago before we ever even had a podcast. Like, I'm looking at tweets from old Mike Tanay from 2014. (laughs) That's before us, man.
1: that is such bullshit all right here's carl malone now you think he's got a small head well i'm just saying relative to the rest of his body yeah i got a gigantic wingspan i mean my goodness
0: that's what i mean like
1: look 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 how long that reach is
0: holy shit His, his head should be bigger i guess i'm used to guys who are on the gas and their heads bigger
1: yeah maybe so yeah big around as a pumpkin but he holds out of that big wingspan. He was such a big wrestling fan. My God. One of the great,
0: of the great guys in sports.
1: Yes. There's no question about it. And I have not seen or heard of, of him since we went down. Of course, there's a lot of people.
0: Well, he's not playing like minor league baseball in Charlotte, so you wouldn't know him.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Uh, now we're going to bring in uh, the men who are coming in here right now. Uh, I want to bring in uh, my friend, the leader of DDP yoga and one of the great NBA stars of all time, diamond Dallas page and the mailman, Carl Malone. <laughs> How you feeling? You okay? You got a cough, you doing yeah. all right
0: over there. Okay. I got, I got a uh, summer cold strep throat, the whole deal. Yeah. Hmm. But I powered through, knocked out the WWE TV show, you and Eric Bischoff, same day.
1: Wow. No three rest. in one day?
0: Yeah. Well, that's my new routine. I do them on Sundays. Wow. Holy snike a Oh, you know what? I thought about you on Friday night. I think you'd like this. Clarence Carter came to Huntsville. Really? Tell me you know anything about Clarence Carter.
1: Yeah. My papa was a. Great old man. Oh, look at you, knowing
0: some patches. <laughs> well, you know, as, as you can imagine, the song I remember, or I thought of you for yeah. was? Stroking. There you go. <laughs> hey, everybody. So we got a lot of younger listeners who may not be yeah. familiar with Clarence Carter. Yeah. You want to sing them a little bit of stroking?
1: Stroking to the left. I'm stroking to the right. I'm stroking. That's all I remember. <laughs> I love the song, though. How great is all that? All right, is? bud. Uh, Paige, I want to ask you a few you- don't lean on me, Carl. I want to ask you uh, a few questions about this DDP yoga. Is it uh, true that Tony Shivani has lost a lot of weight on DDP yoga? Well, me. Well, first of all, hello, Atlanta. I'm going to get a cheap pop. Woo. All right. And there you can see the fans, diamond cutting signs, you know, put the diamond in the air. But I just do want to say that, yes, Shivani has been on DDP yoga since the uh, middle of May the middle of fucking may and he has lost 25 pounds. Now I also want to let you know that according to Dr. Oz, it's probably been, uh, talked about on this show. That's right. Dr. Oz, who is the doctor of Oprah Winfrey, that for every 30 pounds that you lose, you gain an inch on your penis. That is a fact. So Shivani's got another pa- five pounds to lose then maybe for the first time since 2007, and I'm talking about 11 years, he will see it. So there, you're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. If he loses another 30 pounds, which would be 60 pounds, it would get another inch. And if he goes down to 90 pounds, it would be another inch, which will be three inches, which is more than he has ever had in his life. So maybe we're going to add to it. You're welcome, T.S., and the fact is, is that Diamond Dallas DDP yoga can work for you. Make it your own work at your pace. Also, you got a diet, but make sure that you do the work that I have set out. Ten years in the future now, Tony Schiavone will cease to be a fat ass that he is. And just maybe, just maybe he and Lois will again slip in the covers together.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Don't know if that's true, mailman. What do you think? Well, the only thing I got to say is I've never had trouble with seeing my penis. As a matter of fact, I I saw my penis the other day, and I saw it down between my knees. Ha, that's funny. That's funny, Carl. That's very funny. Well, l- let me talk a little bit about Rodzilla. Speaking of large penises. Mm. Uh, wait a minute. We're, we're, we want to talk about bash at the beach, man. Okay. okay, bash at the beach. I thought we were talking about penis sizes. Bash at the beach. If I knew which camera to look at, I would. I would say something about it. The fact is, is man, is that DDP yoga can work for you. All right. It won't make me any younger, but DDP yoga will help you lose weight. And we'll have more nitro after this timeout. And they would go through the stands, and then the uh, there you see the security would say, oh, shit, we've got to chase after them. Uh, and I'm not so sure that they ever even told security they were going through the stands. So that interview sounded maybe something like that.
0: All righty. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Uh okay, boy, we are milking this, aren't we? Go to break. Or go somewhere. Oh boy.
0: Let me tell you one thing. I'm out here to talk about my four ex wives. Not really. I'm gonna talk about the first one. I'm gonna talk about Deborah McMichael. You see, Deborah McMichael was my wife first, but now she's with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And a lot of people would say, Well, that's should start a feud. And I say, Nay, nay, it's more cocaine for me. You see, Deborah McMichael was on scholarship. Do you understand what that means? It means she's got no amenable skills. Now, she says she's going back to college, but here we are in 1998. That bitch ain't sniffing college. You hear me? The only thing she wants to go to school for is to learn how to marry professional wrestlers. She's already got that down pat. She started with me. Now she's on a stone cold. But I'm going to tell you this. I don't need no scholarship. You see what I'm talking about? This is my Super Bowl ring because I was one of the baddest, dudes of all time for the Chicago bears. And now that I'm with Frick flair, the four horsemen, I don't need it. Uh, that's right. He, 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 doesn't need it. You know, he doesn't need the Devon McMichael with the big boobs and the whatnot. And all he needs to do is run a four, three defense and then the bears, they're going to have a shot at the thing. But in reality, if he'd have played basketball, he'd have done better than Michael Jordan because, I mean, everybody who played for the Bears is better than the Bulls. I don't understand why everybody in this show, for instance, is talking about basketball and Dennis Rodman and whatnot. It's all about the Bears. You see, the Bears are what put Chicago on the map. And then this Michael Jordan, he comes in and tries to steal my hype. If Michael Jordan hadn't come along, I'd still be king of Chicago. Like I am saying about Deborah now. Debra doesn't understand. She needs me. I don't need her jokes on stone cold. Let him get him some of Debra. Cause when I'm done with her, there ain't nothing to get. That's right. I saw him get all he could get in the locker room back in the day. And and she was always talking about going to Chicago. No, I ain't talking about going to Chicago. I'm done with Debra. You understand? I don't need Debra. I don't need Ric Flair. I don't need this business. All I need is a pocket full of money and my rails, four of them. And then I'm out of here Four rails. And I can run through anybody. Not just on the football field, but in the wrestling ring. Not because you need to go to wrestling school. All you need is four lines of cocaine.
1: I remember that going down just pretty much like that, to be honest with you. Which part? The whole part.
0: That Mongo didn't go to wrestling school, did four lines of cocaine, and became a professional wrestler.
1: <laughs> Sounded somewhat like that.
0: Look at this fucking jack off right here!
1: Oh my god! Do you can you believe this is the same guy that we talked about? What just two weeks ago? Two weeks or ago, last week? He
0: was he was out here looking like Jimmy Superfly Snuka uh-huh. from eleven years prior to this. Now he's back, and he looks like a Chris Angel a Chris Angel wannabe.
1: Yeah, or he looks like uh, one of the guys from uh, from Diary of a Vampire. Jesus, criminy!
0: By the way, um, I feel like we should mention Deborah McMichael does actually go back to school and get her degree and i think she did it last year from the university of alabama so roll tide roll tide on that she's got her master's from the university of alabama and then a big deal in like
1: criminal a big deal. and criminal justice absolutely well you got a you gotta you gotta bust your ass and study to get a master's in criminal justice i can tell you that
0: well you know she probably already had a master's being married to mongo and steve austin
1: <laughs> yeah you're not kidding uh, and the fact is that masters in criminal justice. The next thing would be a
0: lawyer. Oh, I think. Then, she, then she could sue us for the things we're saying on this show. In which case, we, we need to apologize and say this no. is all parody and in good jest.
1: Yeah, it, this is all parody, but you need to apologize because I've no, said nothing but great things about her. What did I
0: say to her? What, what did okay. I say mean?
1: Okay, I didn't with say nothing.
0: No, come on,
1: just trying to call some shit by the uh,
0: way um who's your favorite of the two here scotty riggs or Putsky? oh
1: well it's, it's scotty riggs of course. uh even even uh, you know we talked about ivan putsky and and even larry zabisco had some great lines in this one saying that you know uh that uh he said i'm polish and uh, polish people are known for uh weightlifting and bowling and he <laughs> said that that Putzky had the Polish Falcon on the side of his tights there. I guess that's a Polish Falcon. I don't know. So there, Scotty Riggs. And you know what? What? And here's here's the fucking shocker. Scotty Riggs is going to lose this match.
0: You know, what's shocking to me is the transformation that Scotty Riggs made. You know, a couple of years prior to this, he's walking out here and clapping his hands over his head like a fucking jack off singing American yeah. Males. And now he's out here. Looking like a bootleg pirate. I mean, this is quite the transformation. And by the way, I like the pirate. I've always thought that the the eye patch gimmick in wrestling could have gotten over. I like the Kurt Russell escape from New York or escape from L.A. or whatever the shit eye patch look. I think that's cool.
1: Yeah, I like that too. And I you know I mentioned about that, that Igor had put it on get got burned in the eye. I, Scotty Riggs was a very underrated performer. But but what's this about? We, we bring in now, or you bring in uh, Scott Putsky in 1988, and now here 10 years later, we bring him in again, and he's going to go over both times, and then he's never going to be seen from again. Explain that one to me. I guess maybe that is a nod to his father, respect out of his dad. I, I don't know. Maybe, I, I just maybe don't he get had it. a
0: low key big hog and was taking care of somebody in the back. That could have been. You know, that
1: was always assumed that. If you had a low-key big hog, you could take care of a lot of people in the back.
0: Which explains why you were there for 20-something years.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. It has no explanation. You know, It has no, it has no determination on me being there for the years that I was there.
0: Can we just talk about some of the absurdities of wrestling for a minute? Yes, we can. So let's look at Scotty Riggs, who we know is listening to the show, which yeah. is why we're putting him over, because if he wasn't, we'd be shitting on him too
1: right and um, if, if, if you don't listen to the show or if you're dead we will shit on you but go ahead yes absolutely
0: um scotty riggs shorts here mm-hmm. like this is his work gear like this is what he wears to work and so obviously yeah. it has to fit his character but in my head there had to be a moment where he goes to the store and is like okay let me figure out what i want my character to look like Right, they right they're gonna wear jeans let me find some black jeans and then he comes back either in the back or in his hotel room or at his house. And he's fucking with these shorts to make them look like shitty pirate shorts. And he has to, through this process, try a few different versions. And you know, then eventually he gets this and he's like fucking perfect. This is it. I'm just fascinated by like, this is what these guys do for a living. Well, so like he needs, he needs combat boots and he needs wrist tape he needs an eye patch, knee pads, and then we got to run down to the Walmart and get some jeans and cut them up.
1: Can't you buy jeans like that now?
0: Yeah, but I don't know that you could in 1998 where it was like shorts like this.
1: What the fuck is Putsky doing here?
0: Nobody knows.
1: Yeah, Jesus criminy. There's a jaw. Well, you know, th- there there's two things about that, and I understand about the absurdity of it all. Some guys would do that, and some guys would have – a female help him out.
0: Oh no, I'm not arguing that, but I'm saying you know. still there was a conversation about. Oh yeah, those are perfect. Yeah, and so like even <laughs> and what made me think about this is when you're talking about the the Polish Falcon or whatever the fuck on Putski's shorts. Right. He had to like tell some lady what he wanted that to look like. Yeah. And then they bring it to him and he's like, "This is awesome. Thank you. Here's eight hundred dollars." And so like I think that's like that's the best part of the deal. Like. Like, they're, the, these costume makers, we don't ever really talk about. But, like, Scotty yeah. Riggs just DIY'd it, which is hilarious and absurd. But this is, too. Like, this guy had to pay someone hundreds of dollars to take some velvet and iron on a falcon on the side or something. Mm. It's hilarious.
1: Yeah. And now the Snickers replay. Remember <laughs> that with Snickers, you're, you're not, not g- yourself when you're hungry.
0: Or, I was going to say uh not going anywhere for a while <laughs> scott putsky going nowhere ever brought to you by snickers
1: packed with peanuts unlike this match it really satisfies snickers done a good job through the years man of promoting their product they really have um by the way you want
0: to guess how old scott putsky is right now
1: easy he's, he's got to be in in his uh, late 40s 52 whoa really
0: Can I tell you something else? Yeah. He came back to wrestling in 2013.
1: Did he really? Yep. I might as well headbutt this fucking locker. It's not even a locker. Actually, it's a power. It's worth the whole power. Okay, now, here's to me what tips off the whole night. We're going to show Goldberg's first win against Hugh Morris. Remember that that's the night we didn't know who the fuck he was. And they reacted very well on his first ever jackhammer. We're going to show his 50th win, I think, maybe his 75th win, and his 100th win. You don't think he's going to now go over here? I think he just tipped it.
0: No, I don't are think we? that dips it to me. I think you're trying to establish credibility. Okay. Because he's, well, see, a, he's been squashing mid-card guys, you know?
1: Right. Well, yeah, okay. I, I agree. And you're looking at, you're looking at it at a different perspective than I am. I'm looking at it from somebody who's in the business trying to think, are we doing the right thing or not? Hmm. Well, but anyway, uh, like, so I look
0: at everything like, how would I explain this to my dad? Right. And so, like, my dad would say, "Wait a minute, Hulk Hogan's wrestling who now?" Mm. We can sort of explain it. Scott Hall gets out, takes of the limo, takes a swig of his cocktail, finishes it off, mm-hmm. hugs all the way around,
1: <laughs> and and there he is, part of this group, fucking Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones, what's his number?
0: Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four.
1: See, I get it now. <laughs> Weeks ago, I didn't. Uh, but I just—I I can't believe that. Anyway, it's up Remember, it's N.W.O. Black and White now, and there's N.W.O. Red, the Wolfpack, as well now. So we've got two factions, and this is. Um, this is going to be uh, oh my god, Chris Jericho again.
0: I love Jericho in nineteen ninety eight. Jericho ninety eight, just like Booker T, my favorite, but by a mile here. Really? Oh, it's I think Jericho in ninety eight is my is top five.
1: Well, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of Jericho since then, especially I've seen a lot of Jericho when he won the unified title in the WWE. And I kind of like that too. And I also like the Jericho that we're seeing now, the Jericho, they had a match with Kenny Omega and the Tokyo dome.
0: What the fuck are you saying? How do you know all this? I watched it. I can't believe it. Did you watch his uh, win against Naito the other day? No, I did not. Man. He debuted a new look there. You got to check that out. Okay. I am. Oh, by the way, he, um, he had me on his podcast a while back to sort of refute some things that Eric talked about on 83 weeks. Yeah. And now he listens every week. And you and Eric. Yeah. And so, uh, last week I had a shouting match with Eric Bischoff. Have you heard about this?
1: Oh my God. You had a, whoa. Whoa. Stop the tape. Not really. You had a shouting match with Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. A real life one
1: okay and what was this about
0: well you know he's full of shit he's a liar you know or he just doesn't remember things either way i just i was frustrated with his bullshit so i started yelling at him and then he started yelling back and then we're just yelling at each other for 10 minutes and when jericho heard it on the plane this past week he sent me uh, a text and said dude you're gonna have a fucking aneurysm next week on the show (laughs) because it's uh yeah i mean you and i have fun on this show it is, yeah. it is not fun with Eric. I got to like.
1: Wow. Well, you know, everybody has a different personality. You know, I try to get along with everybody. Obviously, you that's one of the reasons my marriage has lasted so long that I've tried to get along with that woman. Uh, here, a great angle coming up. And this is the angle with Dean Malenko and uh, Chris Jericho. And right now, you see JJ showing um, Jericho how short Rich Bokini is uh, with that hand down there. And, and here comes Dean Malenko. And of course, now they both have been told that if they touch, if they touch, then you are going to be disqualified from the match at Bash of the Beach for the Cruiserweight Championship. And this is where this is Jericho at his absolute best right here when he says things to Malenko about his dad oh yeah, and he he talks to Dean Malenko about how short he is.
0: Well, my favorite is when he's like, uh, what if I was to say your mother wears army boots? (laughs) Yeah. Which is
1: okay. That's yeah. You can get over that. But then he ranked, he he ratcheted it up by saying that he and his brother didn't look alike (laughs) and his dad was on the road all the time. And that's why you and your brother do not look anything alike. Why? And then that, of course, started Malenko, and Malenko did a just a phenomenal job here. This is, yeah, this is Jericho at his best here. Not only that, this is Malenko with great reactions in the face doing a great Craig Leathers. Congratulations, buddy! I, it's almost as if you're not really directing, but zooming in on the eyes there to get the emotion of this. And then, of course, JJ has to get involved in it as well, and they both stayed awake for it, which is. Even look at that. Look at him blowing kisses at him, man. Good shit. Absolutely good, good stuff. And it, of course, was leading to an angle between he and Malenko. And they had some great matches as well, as we know. So I'm glad Chris Jericho listens to you. And I'm sorry Eric Bischoff is lying to you on his podcast. Lying motherfucker.
0: Uh, But do you and Bruce get mad at each other, too? Yeah, we yell at each other every week as well. Well I get along better with you than anybody. Well I
1: well how about that? We've never yelled at each other yet, have we?
0: No. There's nothing there's nothing to yell at. No. No, there's nothing to yell
1: about. Bishop both...
0: Bischoff in particular takes himself very, very seriously.
1: Well yeah. Absolutely takes himself seriously. Yeah, he's all he always had the kind of the, you know, the old tight asshole, you know.
0: Whereas yours is more loose and worn out.
1: (laughs) Well, one would think.
0: Who would would have thought years later that two of the three guys in the ring right here have podcasts?
1: Isn't that something? Jesus Christ. Look at this. And now they can't pull him off. Just going out. Here comes uh, Doug Dellinger and his Charlotte-based security, former Charlotte police officers, pulling him off. <laughs> good pull apart here. Very, very good because Malenko is going to come back in a little bit later on. Look at Jericho. Ah. God, he was a great heel, boys.
0: Mm. The best. It's worth mentioning here. The gimmick was if they touched, then the match was thrown out. Right. At the beach. They had gone too far and done too much. And of course, Malenko. Couldn't contain himself after the insinuation that his mother was a whore.
1: <laughs> Let me ask you this, and you probably know this, and I should know it, but I don't. Uh, did that match really happen at Bash the Beach? or did they end up? Did they end up really having the match after that?
0: You know, you were there and called it, right?
1: Ah, God, it was San Diego. I don't remember. I don't remember even getting to the town that day. Oh, Jesus criminy. Jesus. I can't remember everything. Okay. I'm old.
0: What happened over the last week where you say criminy all the time? Do I say criminy a lot? Yeah, you do. And by the way, no, the match wound up being Rey Mysterio. Who he was returning. If you recall, because he had a knee injury and Jericho put him out. So since Malenko couldn't be there because he had been disqualified They had a no DQ match where Rey Mysterio took his spot and he beat Jericho for the Cruiserweight.
1: Oh, I do remember that now. I do remember that. Okay, thank you for uh, getting my memory back on that. Uh, Unfortunately, we are uh, uh, in this match and many of the other matches going forward because we just found out because when Scott Hall goes out of the limousine that Scott Hall is going to be the man to wrestle Hogan, we are now in mode of ignoring matches and promoting uh, Goldberg having to wrestle twice. So unfortunately we are not giving matches their due here. And not only that, you're going to find out here, they're going to go to break during an angle here a little bit later on, uh, going back and looking at this, there were one too many matches on this card because the matches were, were very, very short, uh, as we went along wanting to give Hogan and, uh, and Goldberg and, and Goldberg and Scott, Scott Hall, there plenty of time. It just made it for a a show that was rushed, rushed through. And I think a show that ran ran over too, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. And we even mentioned that, uh, you know, it's the policy of TNT here that uh, we will stay with the match regardless. Yeah, (laughs) right. Unless we try to show it during commercial breaks of a fucked up movie. Ultimo Dragon out of here and... uh, uh, again, the the end of this match is going to have Malenko come back out, and, and Malenko showing a lot of fire. A lot of fire. You ever uh, spend much time with Dean Malenko?
0: No, I've met him before, but yeah, um, no,
1: I haven't. Yeah. I have not. Hilarious guy. I mean, really a hilarious guy that you wouldn't. And I've I brought this up before. You wouldn't know that from his uh, on camera persona and his wrestling persona, but he really, really is.
0: I mean, we're talking over a great match here, as you said. Yes, we are. I mean, two of my all-time yes. favorites, Ultimate Dragon, and then there he is, Dean Malenko, mm. ready to get some more of that Chris jericho asked me,
1: Yes, everybody. <laughs> Look at this. Pounding away. And now they're going to try to come out and pull him off. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to arrest him. They're going to arrest him. And when I saw this angle, uh, when I watched it recently, and when I saw it happen, when we did it, I'm thinking... Uh why don't they look He was pulling hair out by the roots, by the roots. He was pulling hair out. My question is, why don't they arrest more guys in wrestling for doing run ins? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get this. I, 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 in the, in the, in the logic you try to portray in wrestling, if a guy's going to do a run in and he gets arrested for doing a run in, why don't they arrest every guy that does a run in? So I never I never did understand that. I, I never did. Never did catch on to that. And that is going to send us to a commercial break on WCW Monday Nitro. And remember oh, there's the hair. Remember, fans, coming up is Goldberg and Hogan and Goldberg and Scott Hall. If you don't know that by now, what the fuck are you doing? And now you're going to see D Malenko be handcuffed away.
0: They're going to put him in kitty jail. In what jail? Kitty jail. Kitty jail? Well, he's standing up and his head's on the apron right there. (laughs) <laughs> so they're probably going to just put him in time out make him put his nose right. in the corner
1: exactly yeah sit in the corner for 15 minutes where the dunce cap may be
0: you think they're just going to take him in the back and have Hogan put him in a playpen
1: he <laughs> could oh my god it's a wonder people You know, it's a wonder more than Scott Steiner. don't want to kick our ass oh I'm sure a lot
0: of people do yeah
1: no, I I, I I don't think so. Because you know, we get along. We're nice guys. Now I'm sure there are people out there who want to kick Bischoff's ass. But uh I don't think they want to kick our ass because we're just playful and fun, you and I.
0: No, we're assholes.
1: <laughs> no, speak for yourself, motherfucker.
0: You just call me a motherfucker. Now you're gonna say <laughs> you're not an asshole? Yes,
1: <laughs> okay. Patches, I'm depending on you, son to pull the family through you gotta have a nitro party at one cnn center p.o box 60 atlanta 30303 i'm depending on your son
0: you know i do feel like we should play a little stroking with the audience because a lot of our listeners they're not old enough to know clarence carter stroking and and by the way this is a song i think from like 1968 like the 50 year anniversary of that song, which is pretty crazy to think about the idea that they got away with playing that.
1: Yeah, you that's right. Fu- they we got, got away playing a- it. And it's pretty crazy that, oh my God, Johnny Parisi
0: Swinger. So here's a great time to play the song then, because no one gives a fuck, right? <laughs> Johnny did. How would you describe his gear here? Well, this
1: uh, this, was, uh, this was kind of a futuristic ge- Well, you know what? We had uh, coats like this at uh, that we got silver coats that we got in Japan at the Tokyo Egg Dome. He took one of those silver coats and just cut the front off of it is what he did.
0: So here we go. Here's a little Clarence Carter stroking. When I start
2: making love, I don't yeah. just make love. I be stroking. That's what I be doing. I be stroking. I stroke it to the east, and I stroke it to Yeah, baby. Let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. What time of the day do you like to make love? Anytime. Have you ever made love just before breakfast? No. Have you ever made love while you watch the Late Late Show? No. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever made love on a couch? No. Well, I'm asking you this. Have you ever made love on the back seat of a car? No. I remember one time I made love on the back seat of a car, and the police came and shined his light on me, and I said, I'm smoking. That's what I'm doing. I be smoking.
1: That's a
2: good ship, I man. I stroke it to the east,
0: and I stroke it to the west. And I stroke it to the
2: woman that I love the best. <laughs> I've been stroking.
0: If Klondike Bill were with us, oh, this would man. be his theme music, would it not?
1: Oh, God. Klondike was more into uh oral sex, though, really.
0: Okay, I don't know what to say huh? here.
2: Yeah.
1: You know. I mean, how you know? Even Jr. brought this up. How in the world do you get syphilis of the eyes, like Klondike Bill did, if you don't like oral sex, right? I mean, he did. That's what he loved. That was his thing.
0: Uh, well, by the way, we're talking over Chavo Guerrero in a hard hat and yes. Johnny Swinger. Right, you're the most charismatic person in the business. Is in there right now. Charles Robinson,
1: Charles Robinson, absolutely. It amazes me that that Charles Charles is. We give Charles such grief here on this podcast.
0: Twenty years later, still rolling.
1: Yeah, I know, and uh, we 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 say that because he's he's so old and he and he and he's still in great shape and he still looks great as well. Uh, Javo is holding onto his head because apparently uh, Eddie took a little uh, chunk out of it, and he had the scissors in, and now he's going to. Uh, Challenge his uncle Eddie to a hair versus hair match. You know he and uh, he and Eddie had a pretty good little feud here.
0: I thought absolutely. There you go. There you go. When she gets
2: because when she gets satisfied, she starts calling my name. Oh baby, she says sassified. Plans, Carter. Plans, Carter. Plans, Carter. Plans, Carter. Oh shit, plans, Carter. <laughs> the other night I was stroking my woman. Uh-oh. And it got so good to her. You know what she told me? Let me tell you what she told me. She said, stroke a class, Carter, but don't stroke so fast. If my stuff ain't tight enough, you can stick it up.
0: By, oh, i stroking. Dude.
1: Okay, that's a good way to end this. Can you believe that? Oh, my God.
0: I mean, it's Clyde like Bill's theme song. You know what's great, too? <laughs> dude's from, a dude's 82 years old singing that song. <laughs> and he's uh, from Montgomery, Alabama. How about that?
1: Oh, God. God bless Clarence Carter. So did you go see Clarence perform? Did, did you?
0: Yeah, me and Casio and Big Booty Judy and uh, oh, my God. person. We all went to see Clarence Carter on Friday. And then we did something, uh, your, your speed. We went to Nashville. And saw Train and Hollow oats Why
1: would that be my speed?
0: Hollow oats are real, real old. They're like your age, too.
1: Okay. Train's not old. No. No.
0: Well, I mean, kind of. I mean, they had yeah. their first hit more than 20 years ago.
1: Right.
0: Speaking of hits, here's Chavo. And I think mm. Chavo is maybe one of the most underrated. Me and Bruce have sort of freestyled this on the other show. If Eddie Guerrero didn't exist, would Chavo have been a bigger star? No question he
1: would have been a bigger star. He'd have been the heir apparent to the, uh, to the Guerrero family tree, so to speak. He would have been, uh, he would have been the man seen as the, the, the young man of the Guerreros, and, and that's why they put he and Eddie in, in what I thought was a very good angle. Very, right very much underrated. And, you know, I, I saw Chavo recently, and I don't remember when recently was. Maybe it was last year. Uh, and uh, he le- still looks very good, man.
0: Great shape. Great guy. Yeah,
1: great shape. Absolutely. All right. Now, here's when blood
0: run cold.
1: Woo. And down goes Glacier. Where's the camera, Bill? Turn to the camera. Oh, this is brought to you by CompuServe. Soon to go out of business. Boy, I tell you, Goldberg looked the part, didn't
0: he? No, he definitely did. And he looks like wow. a badass here. Yeah. And it's probably because he doesn't know how to wrestle and he is a real badass.
1: Now, do you think you think if, uh, if UFC and MMA would have been in vogue back then, that he would have been a good
0: one. No, I think he'd have, tried, he'd have got the fuck beat out of him. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, and here's why, like he's a football player. I'm not shitting, but I'm saying yeah. what are huh. the big time, badass football players do you know who just ran roughshod in the UFC?
1: Mm. none yeah you're right
0: so, meanwhile coming
1: out here is podcast killer podcast killer podcast killer yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. podcast killer podcast killer podcast killer yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah by the way you, uh, I, was, I was watching this show earlier this week and I told my person I said you know this would be my mom's favorite wrestler and she said fucking disco inferno and what's great is she doesn't even normally cuss and she just broke out the fucking disco inferno and i'm like yeah hmm. why i was like oh that dancing move i mean same way old barnett fell for alex Wright here
1: yeah with that thermos that alex Wright had on him could it be any more obvious
0: how about in the, in the background though this is the best part of the whole deal to be yeah of course you got two two dancing assholes with mm-hmm. disco and alex Wright, but
1: Hmm. to Old magnum
0: like to me this is the matt coon of wrestling right there <laughs> like like see so there's there's like uh our podcast and then right in the back there's Matt coon, like look i'm here too
3: <laughs> yeah, and, everybody, right. and
0: everybody just looks like yeah we were kind of doing our thing and now you're here no i can do it too no it's not the same
1: yeah, get the fuck out of here. Well, uh, when the uh, public enemy will come out uh, in the Braves' jerseys on, and uh, the public enemy did find the tables that were gimmicked here. I, I just thought I'd give you a little foreshadowing to this. That obviously, they didn't find it earlier, but they found it here. And uh, here well, comes... By uh, found
0: it, you mean brought it to the fucking ring with them.
1: You, well, yes.
0: By the way, is there anything more cheap pop than wearing the home team's jersey to the ring. Yeah, I know. And it's sort of mixed messaging, because he's got a bandana around his face, almost like he's an old-school Western-style robber. And he's mm-hmm. trying to hear pull a caper. But at the same time, he's got a bright yellow Braves jersey on. So. With a tomahawk. Yeah, it's
1: wild. yeah, absolutely. Not only that, uh, I, I think in real life, weren't they Philadelphia Philly fans? So how about that for some heat? And, of course, if you notice, they have their they have their initials spray-painted on a P.E., just so you know it's their,
0: their tables in the back. I, I like that, though, because that way – because, see, if they'd have done that with Saturn's earlier, they wouldn't have got the catering table instead. Somewhere in the back, Big Show's sitting down to eat some chocolate chip cookies, and the table's going to fucking collapse. Yeah. Meanwhile, Saturn can't put Raven through the motherfucker.
1: All right, tag team action. The Dancing Fools – Against the, the public enemy.
0: If you had to pick public enemy or nasty boys, who you got?
1: I got nasty boys. Me too. Yeah. Well, I know you have them because you dressed up as one of them for Halloween, but the fact is that the nasty boys just, I don't know. Nasty boys were kind of ahead of their time. as that rough and tumble tag team that were rugged? That didn't look in shape. That didn't really look like wrestlers.
0: Let me ask you this. Sometimes in tag teams, one guy stands out above the others. You know, so like unfortunately, when we talk about Harlem Heat, Booker T stands out. When we talk about the Rockers, Shawn Michaels stands out. When we talk about the heart Foundation, Bret Hart stands out. Mm-hmm. When we talk about the public enemy, who stands out?
1: Uh I it's not Ted Petty here, it's it's uh, grunge.
0: Really? See, I'd go the yeah. other way. I would say yeah. it was Rocco Rock, but you got Johnny Grunge. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about it from the Nasty Boy standpoint. Nobs mm-hmm. or Sags?
1: It's, it's knobs. Really? Yeah.
0: I think you just like blonde-haired gentlemen. Can I say that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would think that, but uh, it just, to me, that Brian Nobs would, uh, Brian Nobs cut the, cut the biggest promo. They both cut promos, but Brian Nobs seemed to be the guy who – we always said Knobs and Sags, right? Yeah. We always said Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock. So that's why I remember them because that was the name that we put first. We always said Ricky and Robert, Rock and Roll Express. So to me, the name that you put first would be kind of the leader of the team. And I think that makes a lot of sense, damn it.
2: All right, man. So uh, there you go. Tony Schiavone, uh mustache and all. He decided to uh, put on the big britches and uh, pretend to be an yeah, yeah, animal.
0: So we're going to play a clip here. Mm-hmm. You're here. The Oh, What a Rush podcast with Joe Roderick and Animal. We, okay. just, we just mocked them last week on the show. We did a little, well, not mocked them, but we voiced their promo. And Animal's going to respond. Here we go.
3: Tony Schiavone with the molestache you had on there back in the day trying to be freaking Tom Selleck. Let me tell you something, bro. We weren't two big goofs. Paul and got paid very well for booking those flights, and that's just the way we handled our business. You know, it's always funny, Joe, to hear some guys behind a microphone trying to act like big, tough guys, and they ought to just stick to being mic guys because that's that's what they're (laughs) best at, being behind the scenes, not in the picture, behind the mic, you know?
2: What, what what about, uh, you know, you should have called your uh, your brother and gotten a job from him, huh?
3: What? Yeah, right. Well, you know, that's one thing. And I wasn't ever in this business. I wasn't ever a kiss-ass, so I guess I don't have a job and I won't ever get a job, you know. Because I, it's, I've always taken pride in being one of the boys, you know, and not uh, having to be an office guy.
2: Oh, we appreciate the uh, we appreciate the rub from uh, from Tony and Conrad on their podcast. Yeah, yeah, but I,
3: I would watch it, Tony. I would watch it, bro. I could do some voice impersonations if you know what I mean. In Orlando, the happy ending massage that I heard at one time. So, <laughs> if, if you don't want me to let that cat out of the bag, brother, you know, I, I keep it real quiet. <laughs>
0: So you can listen to more of the, what a rush podcast with Joe Roderick and road Warrior animal anytime you'd like anywhere you enjoy uh wrestling podcast, but I can't just let that go.
1: Yeah, you can.
0: No, no, no.
1: <laughs> you can't. I have no idea what he's talking about. Uh,
0: so it's just all rumor in and innuendo.
1: It's all bullshit. Cause I don't know what he's talking about. It's not rumors. Not innuendo. It's, I don't know what he's talking about.
0: No, he said it. So therefore it is rumor, but okay. Uh, pop pop would would call would say uh a little tuggy Mm -hmm. that's his phrasing a little tuggy (laughs) so you know i've heard the phrase rubbing a tug before okay but he would say something like uh you know why don't you just see if she'll give it a little tuggy okay did you ever did you ever have a little tuggy in orlando
1: no i did not
0: well these guys are gonna need one here we go Here's your finish, Rocco. Rock up top, flipping down on the Tokyo Magnum. Not on one table, but on two. I feel like Ooh. wow. I feel like they should it, yell like the order, like at Waffle House. Yeah, or smattered, chum- smattered, smattered, covered and chunked on two. There are two tables right there, and I guess you know we're not going to talk about uh animal making the accusation that you got a little hj action in orlando
1: No, i I don't know what he's talking about i really don't okay but you know i mean he's the the road warrior animals fucking nuts he always was nuts
0: i thought it was funny
1: it's like when you said uh you know we were just talking about you would say hawk and animal the road warriors see hawk first animal second just kind of went in there so you're going to pull this off and send that to them, too?
0: I don't send anything to them. Yeah, you know what? You Jared listens to the show.
1: Okay. The I... only thing I remember about my, my, my deal with Joe Larinitis was the fact that I went to his house after we worked a show at, uh, in Bloomington, Minnesota, and fell asleep in the tanning bed. That's the <laughs> only I remember. Did you? Whether uh... they were... No, I did not. I know. Where are you going with this? What? Okay. You know what? You just say, did you get a tug there? I did not. Oh my God. <laughs> that is what I was going to say. No, <laughs> See, uh, I, I, got you, I got your number. Well, I, was I ask got your number. For
0: real, though. For real. How many times have you gotten a tanning bed in your life?
1: Uh, probably about three or four.
0: And one of those times was an animal's.
1: That animal's house. Yeah, right.
0: Now, what did you wear to this tanning bed?
1: Uh, I guess... guy. <laughs> I guess I guess I wear my whitey tidies. I don't know.
0: You call them whitey tidies, not tidy whiteies.
1: No, whitey tidies.
0: Well, speaking of whitey tidies, here's Buff Daddy with his fucking mom. Buff yes. Well, now of course we've talked a lot about him on the show, but there's rumor and innuendo that we might be seeing him sometime soon. Do we want to keep this shit talk going, or do you want to ratchet it back for fear of your own life? <laughs>
1: I don't know if I want to ratchet. What do you mean fear my own life? What, 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 what do you mean? Like you think Gene would say, Buff, I, I just want to let you know that, it, and Judy, it's so good to see you. Uh, there has been rumor and innuendo that was perpetrated by Conrad Thompson, not Tony Schiavone, Conrad Thompson. And I need to say, Buff, uh, I want to ask in front of millions of fans here watching uh, and just to make sure that everybody knows, has your bag been shaved this morning? Uh, I'm going to say it again. Has your bag been shaved this morning? Gene, I just want to say this. Go ahead.
0: Oh, you want me to do this? Yes, I want you to do it. Gene, I want to tell you in front of all these people right here, right now, that I love this lady behind me, but not nearly as much as I love all of you. Now, unfortunately, only one person can shave my bag. And I decided as a small child, when I decided to start shaving my bag, that this was too great of an experience to be so selfish to keep it for myself, Gene. So I decided to share the gift of my bag.
1: Well, uh, JJ's got a big bag. Do you think she would shave his?
0: No, I don't. All right. Now, I don't even know what you're going to. I'm just saying I knew that I could not keep all this excitement for myself. I needed to spread that around. And who better to share it with? than my own mother, Judy Bagwell. Now, fortunately for you, a lot of the times I've got to be on the road and you fans get to see me, and you walk out and you try to slap five with me on my way to the ring, and I'm out there looking for people, just like that guy holding that sign, trying to recruit people to shave my bag. There's a lady, we miss you, Buff. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you miss shaving my bag. But my mama's with me tonight, so I don't need any help shaving my bag. But the next time I'm in Valdosta, my mama won't be with me. And I'm gonna to need to find a girl. She's an eight. She's a nine. She's a ten. I know, and she's gonna use a razor, a Mach three, and get my bag high and low. You see, what you do is you pull them tight. You gotta pull them tight, Jean, and then you can slowly drag that razor down. But you don't go against the grain. You don't go against the grain because if you do, you wind up in a wheelchair, just like me, right here, right now, and Jean. I'm happy to announce in front of God and everybody that I'm not ashamed that the rumors you've heard Kevin Nash and others perpetuate about me having my bag shaved by my mom are actually true.
1: Uh, Can she use an electric razor if need be, if there's no lather available, like no Gillette Foamy or anything like that? Uh, uh, I just wanted to make sure that this is something that you could use a Remington on when you shave your bag.
0: Gene, the girls over at CowboysForAngels.com, because that's all that goes there is girls. I want to be clear about that. It's just girls, girls like this girl right here. You see, my mom found me an opportunity after wrestling at cowboysforangels.com. She said, buff, you're the stuff. And we need to share that stuff everywhere. Now, if I get you on this cowboysforangels.com, those girls don't want no Remington stubble balls. They want them smooth as a baby's ass balls. And that's what we're going to get you in business for.
1: Well, Buff, I just want to say from all of us, we are really very glad that you're back and that you're completely shaven clean.
0: Absolutely, Gene. And we thank you so much. All the support of these fans out here supporting Buff's Coin Purse have really, really set me up. And I'd like to encourage everybody to go over to com right now and pick up Buff's Coin Purse t-shirts available now.
1: All right. Very good. And that's Buff Bagwell and Judy. It's great to see you here as well. And before we thing, leave, one more thing, let, Jean,
0: I need to tell everybody about my new show gigolos on Showtime. I'm not actually a man whore. My mom doesn't actually shave my balls or does she find out this Sunday at Showtime?
1: All right. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, Judy Bagwell, let me give you my phone number before I leave. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Buff Bagwell. Here on WCW Monday Nitro. Can I throw a line out here that you usually throw out? Yeah.
0: What the hell are we doing? No, it's all stupid. By the way, (laughs) here's the thing, too. We're trying to get over the... Goldberg's a real threat to Hulk Hogan, right? Right. Guys, Goldberg's going to destroy Hulk Hogan. Have you seen? He beat Hugh Morris. He beat Glacier. He beat Rick Fuller. Who the fuck is Hulk Hogan?
1: (laughs) Well, we're just getting over the fact that that he has this winning streak, and getting over the fact that my God, the fans buy it. Look at that, the fans bought that, regardless who he he fought. I thought he was a badass man, and I really think that in the, if he was of age today, he could he could compete in UFC.
0: No, just because he wore the gloves doesn't mean he's a badass. Great guy. Oh, okay, come on. All right. I'm sure he's a super nice guy, does a lot for charity. Everybody who knows him says he's awesome.
1: Yeah, he is. Except one of my favorites.
0: Maybe Bret Hart disagrees since he kicked his fucking head off.
1: Well, you know what? I mean, until just now, Animal was one of my favorites too, so
0: oh, you never know. Are you done with Animal now? You're mad?
1: No, I'm not mad. I think he's funny. I always did love Joe.
0: Listen, if you, if you just no-sell the HJ, nobody will know what's yeah. for true, you know? Right. So just no-sell the HJ. Actually, we should make that a shirt. I, no self the, no the HJ would be a great shirt, but I, I did not underline not get an HJ in Orlando.
1: I did not. All right. Now we want to make sure that Mike, ch- look how much higher my chair is than yours, Bobby. Heenan, you stupid son of a bitch. Let me say this. I'm glad you're out here. Just want to make people make sure that people notice what's going on. To my right is Mike Tanay, The professor Mike Tanay. to my left is Bobby the brain. Enin. Bobby, of course, will talk shit about me in the backstage area. Coming up a little bit later on. And then uh, the shit on me on his book. That's right, Shivani. I'll shit on you on your book, on my book. And I'll shit on everybody else on my book. Because that's the way it is. I had more heat in the back than you think I really did. But the fact is, I'm here tonight because I do not like Hulk Hogan. And you know what? That's a shoot. I never did really like Hulk Hogan. I hated Hulk Hogan. All right. He hates Hulk Hogan. We got it. We understand. Hulk Hogan beat Andre the Giant WrestleMania three. And Bobby cried on the way back. Well, the fact is here that I do want to say something to Conrad Motherfucking Thompson. I'm not a porn star. I have never been a porn star. You're perpetrating a fucking lie about me. You even go so far as play a Clarence, what what was his name again? Clarence Clemens song, uh, stroking to the left, stroking to the right on this show, trying to make you think that I'm a porn star. That's right. I heard you were not a porn star, but also heard Shivani lies. Well. I'm not the only one who lies on this program. Road Warrior Animal lies on this program as well, and let's go to the ring. Mike Tanea a porn star.
0: Dude, did you click the links yet?
1: No, I'm not clicking those links.
0: Dude, it's will click. Real, it's a I'll, real I'll thing.
1: Click, I'll click the click the links afterwards.
0: We're doing a show now. You understand how that works? <laughs> okay
1: okay uh, well and then uh so you're you want me to click the links now right okay
0: i was thinking it'd be funny by the way if you haven't googled tony shivani lately you want to know what the number two suggestion is what number one is tony shivani podcast number two tony shivani wife lois there you is, go lois is over man
1: yeah i know she is
0: you know what's interesting about me though i just googled myself yeah <laughs> Number, yeah. number one you want to guess what it is shit disturber conrad thompson wife uh, podcast is like seven okay <laughs> how fucking crazy is that
1: yeah well you're you're married into the first family buddy that's you you got to make you know got to deal with the decisions you make in life i've dealt with the decision i made in life 37 years ago so you deal with yours buddy Mm-mm. All right, here comes Scott Hall. Scott Hall, great performer. And, and I'm going to go back to to saying this again. Not not shitting on Hulk Hogan here at all, but I thought this was a better match than the Hulk Hogan.
0: Let me just tell you, that's wrong. Really? You Goldberg is so exposed in this match with Scott Hall to me. Don't get me wrong. Scott's doing the best he can. Yeah. It's funny when you watch this stuff all these years later, of course, At the time, I remember I was in Panama City with my family on vacation and I was not going to miss this. Everybody's wanting to go do this thing or that thing. Dad probably wanted to get an airbrush shirt that said Roll Tide on it or I Love Coors Light or something like that. But instead, I'm like, no, we got to be home. I want to watch this. And so I'm back at the condo watching this on like a tiny fucking 32-inch TV or something, and I just remember thinking Goldberg was – the greatest thing ever Mm -hmm. and now 20 years later i watch this and i have such an an appreciation for what hogan and scott hall had to do here because this is a guy who has really not been properly trained and doesn't have a ton of experience and has never worked a long match and has never been in this spot before and instead of working this shit out on a house show they're doing it in front of the biggest possible live audience both in the arena and on television and you've got to try to find a way to sort of teach the guy of the wrestling business right. i'm not saying that's a diminish i'm just saying this guy's nine months into his run and all he's been doing is two minute matches and now he's got to have two in one night and he's not just you're not just trying to make him look good you're trying to make him look like the top guy in the whole business it's a
1: tall ask Yes, it is, and it's something that that you're right that Hogan and Scott Hall both pull off. There's going to be a spot in this match that you're going to see that they completely fuck it up,
0: shooting in the ropes. Yeah,
1: yeah, awful. and and it's awful, and you can see the reaction by from Scott Hall that that Goldberg gets frustrated and gets mad, and I think he taters him out of it,
0: and and, and Scott Hall does not know exactly. I mean, how do you handle that? I mean, let's run through this too. Scott Hall is known for being a guy you can put anybody in there with and he can have a good match. That was not Hulk Hogan's reputation. If you're going to get a good match out of Hulk Hogan, he had to have a dance partner. Scott Hall is one of those guys who really could have a good match with Billy Silverman. Right. Um, but this is a tall ask even for Goldberg here. So go back and watch this show even for just these two matches. The first one with Scott Hall. And by the way, what a huge pop that was. I watched it this week, of course, with real sound. And when they just did a little test of strength lockup and he throws Scott Hall down, the crowd pops huge for nothing. That tells you right. just how over Goldberg is here.
1: Right. Scott Hall could, and I go back to this by saying Scott Hall to me had the best working punch in the business, uh, and, uh, could do a lot of great things and see, so he had a lot of good, I mean, he came across as this arrogant prick, even when he was laying him in the way he is, is, you know, it, and there, there is so much, it's a, and I don't even know if uh, if it's in, in today's wrestling, and, and I don't watch enough of it to know, I do watch highlights, but I don't watch the shows. There, the, the facial expressions of wrestlers, I think I brought this up before. Uh, and of course, again, animal, I, I never was in the ring, so I don't know. But the facial expressions of of uh, of wrestlers, while they're putting a hold on, makes the hold look worse than it really is or better than it really is. Because, you know, you grind a guy's arm and you just grit <laughs> your teeth together and you make it look even more. There you go.
0: So fucked up there. Yeah. He tries to reverse the Irish whip and on the ropes. They just collide. And then he yeah. half chokes him when he's down. The whole thing yeah. is made to be a situation where, it's not a traditional wrestling match it's goldberg Mm -hmm. trying to just sort of grandstand to be like you can't do anything to me
3: yeah and
0: it's almost like a uh like a fight in a schoolyard or something where one guy's just like you can't do anything to me and even the the body slam here it's the same thing it's just silly grandstanding but every time goldberg picks him up or does anything with him at all physically you get the impression he doesn't really know what he's doing And it's not really understanding how to take care of anybody because there's just a lot of force, even that, that power slam there.
1: Right now when they did a little, you know, slap back and forth after the missed spot, Goldberg really slapped him. And that's why you could see the face of Scott Hall say, you know, come on guys, we're working, but you could just see his demeanor and his his facial expression change, but he's taking good bumps for
0: him. Oh, he's doing everything he can. I mean, right to me. You know, It was never more evident And I sort of freestyled on this show with you before But it was never more evident Than when I watched this back this week Goldberg was WCW's Ultimate Warrior Yeah I mean he's over And that's what matters You're trying to put butts in seats and sell merchandise And blah 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 But he has short matches, he has a couple of moves He has a cool entrance The crowd pops for it but he's really just this jacked up dude who doesn't really know how to put together a match. And I'm not disparaging him. I mean, he, he served his role better than anybody could have. I mean, this worked with Goldberg where it wouldn't worked with a lot of other people. I really do believe that, but I mean, the sailing and just everything, this is the ultimate warrior.
1: Right. Right. But more than that, I, I just, I thought, uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I th- I still thought he could do a lot more in the ring than the Ultimate Warrior could, and it was still limited.
0: Man, and Scott I just, Hall just Scott Hall's ragdolling for him, doing anything yeah. he needs. Just yeah, he is. It's crazy too because you think about you know at this point Scott Hall had such a reputation in the business for being such a great performer, a great promo. Obviously, he had his his troubles here and there outside of the ring, but. Amongst his peers, the ultimate respect as a performer and amongst the fans, super over the epitome of cool. I mean, yeah, so much going his way and he's not in this world title conversation, Mm-mm. but this guy, nine months out of the business, who doesn't really know what he's doing. He is. And here's your boy. The disciple mm. Mike Jones.
1: No oh boy. How about these two leading it out? And from behind the mailman and diamond Dallas page. You know, there he goes. Mike Jones is down. Hit him again, just for good measure. And this is going to lead to, I guess, the finish, although it was pretty good here that we thought the finish would come immediately, and they do that. So I thought that was pretty cool. See that? And the ropes, then the, the, the lariat by Scott Hall. And then the finish will come, but you would think that because of the interference, uh, and because of the what happened to NWO, that that would be it. Now Scott Hall is going to lead into his patented Razor's Edge or Outsider's Edge. Sorry, I don't want to get it sued. Outsider's Edge and Goldberg ends that. And here comes your finish. Scott comes up. Boom. Not the best Goldberg spear. But look at the fans erupt. Look at that. It's amazing. And it just makes me think that had we worked on it even more, had we given more time to make Goldberg a worker more than just coming out of the power plant, that he would have been even more so a big name than he was. Do you agree or disagree with that? I agree. I mean, again, we just rode the wave of his, of his popularity without trying to mold him into, I think we're saying the same thing without trying to mold him into a great pro wrestler. He could have, he could have, he could have become one. I mean, he could have become a much better worker than he was, but all of a sudden he was a superstar. He didn't need to be because he was on top. And I guess you could say that about many wrestlers down through the years who were, you know, they could have become better workers maybe. I don't I don't know. Some, some people have the aptitude for it. Ric Flair had the aptitude. Ricky Steamboat did. Scott Hall did. Some had the aptitude for it. Some didn't. I don't know. Maybe he didn't have the aptitude. I don't know. That's, again, just freestyling. Scott landed on the, I think Scott actually landed on his knee wrong on this and really did hurt his knee. Twisted his knee. And then here's the Jack camera, which everybody is, you know, flashing bulbs and going crazy. By the way, you can see the stand up.
0: Are there two guys who look more like the prototype of what a pro wrestler should look like? The Goldberg and Scott Hall.
1: Yeah. What are you saying again?
0: Like just their physical being their height, their weight. Yeah. Their build. They look like the prototype of pro wrestlers. Yes, they do. Like if you were to draw out a pro wrestler, odds are pretty good. You could cut, you would draw out a deviation of Scott Hall or Goldberg, like just right. two yeah. tall, jacked up dudes.
1: All right. Spice and, and Vanessa. Whoa. Tigris.
0: That's like whispering, whispering some uh, secrets to Mike tonight there.
1: Yeah. Well, there's what, what are you trying to say? Uh, there, I love whisper. She was a good girl.
0: Dude, I'm telling you, if you go to Twitter and you type in at Tyke just switch the M and the T. Mm. He's a porn dude.
1: He is not. Ed, do you believe everything that you read on the internet? It's a rip,
0: Tony. Okay. These are jokes. Okay, joke. All right. Klondike Bill didn't actually eat parking lot panties either. It's a joke.
1: No, he did do that. What? I was that, But I was the only one that attended, so I'm the only one that really knows.
0: Here's one of my favorite wrestlers, one of your least favorites. Why did you hate psychosis?
1: I didn't hate psychosis. I just didn't. I didn't. uh, I didn't really. uh, I wasn't really cool about the horns.
0: But you're the horny guy. How do you not like that? (laughs) Two different type of horns, motherfucker.
1: But I liked hooventude. Liked Hoovy. Did you ever get any juice? Mm, No, I did not. But I always thought he was a very handsome. I thought when they took the mask off and he didn't want to do it, he was shown to be a very handsome young man. See, look at this. Run to the ring. What about this, man? Is Hoobie still working? Yeah. Wow.
0: He's, he's Hoobie juice.
1: Yeah. How old is he now? He's got to be in his forties.
0: You want to guess for real? Take a real guess. 47 43
1: okay well good he's yeah he can still go at 43 absolutely you know 40 is the new 30 really oh yeah do you think anybody in this match had a fucking chance after what would that what the fans just salivated for goldberg as far as the fans are concerned are they sitting on their hands or what
0: well i mean in fairness, if you're going to get them back up, I would try to do it with a lucha match like right this.
1: Sure, you would. Sure, you absolutely would. But it, it's it's unfair to these guys. Somebody had to do it, right? Uh, and uh, I guess the, the luchadores being able to do some great spots and do some things that have a chance. Do you know that Conan is coming back to wrestle on our battle ride at MLW?
0: I did know that. Did you know that he's going to be at StarCast as well? Is he really? Yep.
1: Is, is Disco going to be there too?
0: Yep. He's going to ruin the whole show.
1: Uh, well, I don't think I don't think Conan will, but Disco might.
0: No, no, Conan's a draw. Yeah. Hey, by the way, um, we've talked about the Mexicools before, right?
1: The Mexicools. Yeah. We we have not.
0: Yeah, we did. We talked. I told you that Hooventude here, uh, used to drive a riding lawnmower to the ring for the WWE. Okay. Yeah, they call themselves the Mexicools,
1: and they put, uh, and they pretended to be. Guys who would fix your lawn,
0: gardeners and whatnot.
1: Are these serious?
0: Yeah. Here's the theme song. And then they come out on their lawnmowers right now.
1: Oh God! Do they have, do they have leaf blowers with them?
0: Yep.
1: Do? Yeah. Oh God. And what era was this? When did this happen? Uh, early 2000s. Jesus. Whoventude and, and who? Psychosis?
0: You know what? I think I told you wrong. I think it was like 05 and 06. Okay. Yeah, it was psychosis matter. and Hooven and super crazy. Super crazy. Uh-huh. I don't know that you saw super crazy. He worked for the ECW, though.
1: I saw super callow. I didn't see super crazy. God. Out on a riding mower. Yeah wow yeah, wait, about wait. a stereo
0: whoa, yeah. whoa 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 you had a plantation owner carrying two black guys to the ring with chains on their neck and you're out here talking about stereotypes
1: i didn't have it i was part of it but i didn't have it so don't blame me for that shit okay blame uh kevin sullivan or or dusty Rhodes or whomever but don't blame me motherfucker for that you you blaming me for every angle that happened in wcw
0: yes
1: okay well you know i i did say at the start of this program i did say that this is the biggest night in the history of our grand sport. And I did say history a number of other times. I was going to count how many times I said history, but I Mm kind of watched this in parts and kind of lost count. But I wasn't the only one that said history in this show, to be honest with you. And I was was watching Money in the Bank, and I heard Corey Graves say history. So how come I'm the only one to get blamed for it? Here's a 450, one, two, three because it's perpetrated Mike Tenay said it in this show. But no, Shivani's one to get blamed for it. Now they're going to go to an angle and the director uh, Craig Leathers the producer are going to say, "Wow, this angle is good, but guess what? We got to go to a break guys because we are running desperately out of time." And this is why they had uh, again, I, I I understand they got a little bit of it in, but man they went right to the Goldberg thing.
0: Win number this 75 will... over Raven. This is at least a big opponent here. And this is when he's going to win the U.S. title, I believe. And he does the jackhammer on top of the stop sign. Yeah. Two uh, Jewish superstars here, huh? How
1: about that? The champion of Lonsman, And more Monday Nitro live from a jam-packed all right, back on the set. Teldy Shivani, Mike Tanay, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And Brain, a couple of things I want to say about this match coming up. But before I do, uh, you can listen to the uh, show at the Great Western Forum by going to WCWWrestling.com and listen to it. Ha! Listen to it. Do you know, Mike, that now in this era that you have video on the demand you have video online not just audio as a matter of fact we understand that you can see yourself be a porn star on video well tony again that's a lie perpetrated by conrad thompson and i do want to say that i have never been a porn star in my life although i may have enough size to have been a porn star at one time only thing i want to say is that i hope hogan gets beat because as you know i really don't like hulk hogan i never did Shivani, I don't like you either. And I'm not so sure if I like today. You don't like anybody. The fact is, I never did pull my chair up high on purpose to try to be taller than you, you motherfucker. I just liked the high chair. And that's just the way it was. And now Bash at the Beach, which is going to be our biggest pay-per-view ever, including Diamond Dallas Page and, yeah, the man himself, Carl the Mailman Malone. A press conference that was run by none other than Michael Buffer, who came out and told everybody that it's time to get ready to rumble and San Diego at the Aztec center or the Cox arena, whatever you want to call it, getting ready to hold one of the biggest pay-per-views ever Conrad. What was the buy rate for this? you said it was the biggest pay-per-view we ever had? What was the buy rate? Do you know, do you have it in front of you?
0: Yeah, I'll pull that up.
1: Okay. And my question is, as we're going along here, something else I want to ask you, I might as well ask you right now because I'm getting bored by this. Uh, what was the, what was the uh, reaction to this show? Thumbs up or thumbs down? By uh, the uh,
0: They didn't rate nitros like that.
1: They didn't rate nitros like no, that? No,
0: just pay-per-views.
1: Wow. But they talked about it. Obviously, Meltzer talked about it, had something to say about what was happening. Oh, sure. I, mean, I mean, there's look, there's, there's a look,
0: moment for them.
1: Yeah. The, the, the fact is there's, I do understand that we had good parts and bad parts of the show, but you can't deny how big this show was for us. And I know it, it had to actually, uh, make Vince if he didn't already set up and take notice. I mean, he's doing business like this now with WrestleMania more than this, the WrestleMania, but we never did anything like this. We didn't do anything close to this prior to that.
0: 600,000 people purchased this show.
1: At what? $40 a pop, basically. twenty nine ninety five a pop, let's yeah, say. That's right. Twenty nine
0: yeah. ninety five.
1: That's a pretty big payday.
0: That's and big, I'm that's sure. That's a big deal for sure. I mean. Yeah.
1: And I'm sure the payoff was big for the main event, too. I'm sure that they paid Rodman. And they paid uh, Malone a lot of money. Did Eric say what they got paid? Have you have million, you asked him that?
0: A million dollars.
1: Did they really? Got a million dollars each?
0: <laughs> not not for the pay-per-view. For everything they did.
1: Okay. They were signed to a million-dollar contract. I got it.
0: Well, I didn't ask you about Carl Malone. Carl Malone may have done it for an 18-wheeler.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> could have. You know, Hacksaw got a pretty good reaction here as well to the fans. You're- Again, if you have some sort of gimmick, like a board and you, whoa, or you – you know, raise your hands up in the air, raising the roof. Fans are going to get behind you. It's, it's kind of uh, pretty intelligent marketing of yourself, I would think. Wow, Paul White, Ooh, just out of the dressing room.
0: Where you been smoking a cigarette, taking a shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was an intimidating guy, man. I mean, he really was. And he could do a lot of things that other big men could never do. And uh, we're going to see in this match, I Hacksaw Jim Duggan take a choke slam, which I thought I ended up being pretty good.
0: Can you process what you just said?
1: <laughs> yes, it was a pretty good choke slam of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. It's, it's,
0: look, I mean, not when you see Hacksaw Jim Duggan out here just minutes uh-huh. after Hooven, two Guerrera and Psychosis.
1: Yeah. It's, it's look, it's different. I got it. They're not. He's not a. He's not the worker. Those guys are. It's Just an but interesting he, time. He
0: took- look at this roster, though. You know, Alex Wright, Tokyo Magnum, Disco Inferno, Okay, Psychosis, Moving to okay. Galera, right. Saturn, Raven, Johnny Swinger, Yeah, Sky Puttsky, mm-hmm. Lodi, I mean, mm-hmm. Mike Jones. Who Mike Jones? <laughs> Judy Bagwell. A lot, I mean, there's a lot of fucking people here.
1: There's a lot of people here. yeah. Now, I'm telling you the choke slam on hack on Hacksaw Jim Duggan is a good one. Hacksaw it it's better doing a choke slam on a guy the size of Duggan than it is doing a choke slam on like Juventud Guerrero. You can get him up and it it looks good, but it it means to me a lot more that you can, you know duggan. <laughs> does some crazy things man and the giant went down from him
0: what the fuck was that
1: what that oh. just got the big hand up knocked him out and now the choke slam down on Hacksaw Jim Duggan gonna pull down the the straps of the tights that's there buddy I know he's got a big steaming pile of shit that he's got ready for us in the backstage area. Watch this now. Duggan's a big guy. We even sold it like this. How about that? Look at that. You don't think that's good?
0: Yeah, it's great, Tony. <laughs> it's how about good. how about Duggan with the one leg up? Just he's used <laughs> to guys, he's used to being pinned here, so it's just force of habit. It's almost like Pavlov's dogs, right? So the bell goes off and the mouth starts watering. Well, this is the deal. Oh, I got Chuck's so leg up.
1: <laughs> and now they're going to ask Giant to talk here, and Paul's a little bit blown up, so it wasn't the best interview in the world. He was uh, sucking wind here. And here he's calling out Kevin Green, and we got another appearance coming up here from an NFL player who at that time was playing for the uh, Carolina Panthers and certainly has gone on to be a pretty good coach in the NFL as well. The guy with the laser pointer should have that laser pointer shoved up his ass.
0: Can we do that at StarCast? Have you stuck laser pointers up dudes' asses?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen. There's nothing I hated worse in wrestling than than a laser pointer.
0: Well, a Sharpie up your ass was worse.
1: Well, it was. No, I'm not talking about up your ass. I'm talking about guys with laser pointers in the audience.
0: Kevin Green coming in. From the Carolina Panthers here, wearing some loafers. It's kind of hard to like a badass in some loafers.
1: Yeah, especially in white loafers. My God, and white shorts. We'll just spit at him. And the referee gets. In, is what's the referee doing there for? I don't know.
0: He's probably looking for mustard and biscuits. If I had to guess, <laughs>
1: he could. So now tell me, why isn't Kevin Green arrested like Dean Malenko was?
0: Because his dad wasn't the great Malenko.
1: Okay, I guess how so. How have
0: you never heard that? What? Great Malenko, the album from RCP.
1: No, well, I mean that's really. Listen, I like those guys, but that wasn't my type of music. Why would I listen to that? Don't put it. Don't 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 put it on.
0: What are you talking about?
1: Don't put it on. I know you're looking to to put on something. All right. How about this, Jim the Anvil Nightheart.
0: Well, make it entertaining. You don't want to hear what is a juggalo. Make it entertaining. <laughs> okay.
1: You were going to play it too, weren't you?
0: Fuck like, yeah. Okay. They're, they're, they're coming to StarCast.
1: Okay. They
0: are? Yeah. They're wrestling fans. This is off the Great Malenko album.
4: what is a juggalo let me think for a second oh he gets butt naked and then he walks through the streets winking at the freaks with a two-liter stuck in his butt
0: cheeks hang on now a juggalo that's is pretty someone that who was pretty cool naked in the streets yeah and walks downtown with a two-liter between his butt cheeks they're talking about klondike bill that's, that's a uh, that, that 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 was actually pretty cool what Is a juggalo A weave and his nut hair. This is this is Klondike <laughs> Bill.
4: He's he telling tell her her
0: butt dick- stinks. This is Klondike uh, Bill. Hello, he that is Bill.
4: Like a fish, and then he like a drunk
0: I'm just saying.
1: Mm. I I stand corrected. It wasn't my type of music, but that wasn't bad at all. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Somebody with a rope tied to his dick. Oh,
0: I mean, can we just talk about the fact that Jim the night not hardest on Nitro? Yeah. And recently, you've been calling some matches with Teddy Hart in MLW, right? Yes, I have. What's your impression of him? Uh,
1: over a shit man with the with the guys or with the uh, with the fans.
0: Have you seen his cat's moonsault yet?
1: No, I haven't seen it. he's,
0: he's got his no. cat's trading the moonsault, bro.
1: Yeah, I know. You you you. just I've got to I've got to look that up. You don't believe me? But no, I believe you. I want to see it. That's why I said I got to look it up. But uh, do you, you do know that he is uh, he's going to team up with uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. and they're going to re, re it's the New Heart Foundation
0: with Brian Pillman Jr. as well. Or with or Brian Pillman. With Brian.
1: Yeah, how about that? That's some pretty good stuff, man, on on MLW. Ah, nut shot. Come on.
0: I wonder if he did it because he finally had a weave in his nut hair.
1: Or had his dick tied to a rope. Maybe so. Mm. So is... is his daughter the one wrestling now for events?
0: Yeah, she's awesome. Her name's Natalia. She's a very good wrestler. Nice. And Ch- her, uh, her husband, TJ, who's also in the family, TJ Wilson, or I guess his wrestling name's Tyson Kidd. Yeah. Anyway, he, uh, he listens every week.
1: Yeah, well, Natalia is very good. I agree. I like Natalia, and I like uh, Alexa Bliss. I think they're both. And, of course, you know, we love Charlotte as well.
0: Oh, I gotta talk to you about that, but first I wanted you to hear this line in here. Okay. But I think you'll appreciate Insane Clown. Is nuts.
4: What is a Juggalo? A Hulkamaniac. maniac. He power bombs, motherfuckers in the thumbtacks. People like him till they find out he's unstable. He saboed your mama through a coffee table.
0: It's a juggalo. A Hulkamaniac. maniac. Come on, power bomb, thumbtack, saboed your mama through a coffee table. Yeah good stuff i should
1: have listened to it shouldn't i through the years
0: well that's the real great malenko okay and here you go you see uh conan doing his best to make (laughs) goldberg look (laughs) legit here great american bash right and i think if you watch closely you can see oh that's the reason conan needed a new help right there
1: (laughs) Oh, oh oh yeah god you know, a lot, of, a lot of times, too, when guys would, would win and a guy would put them over to help their careers, the guy would say on the pin, one, two, three, they would kind of look down or, and say, thanks, brother. I didn't notice that here.
0: He doesn't know any better.
1: That's right. That's right. He didn't know any better. He was too green. But we made him a star. Tomato Sting is here. <laughs> tomato Sting may be here. But does does Conan look fucking cool or not, man? <laughs> oh God. And that uh that uh Wolfpack uh, music was freaking over, buddy.
0: Dude, it's still awesome. By the way, though, let me just say Lex Luger was lame here.
1: Yeah. He was he was out of he shouldn't have been in the group.
0: Conan and Kevin Nash were cool. Yes, S- they were. Sting looked like a fucking tomato. Lex mm-hmm. Luger did not fit
1: no did not fit at all and that's why he kind of brought up the rear
0: hey while we're waiting on this because this is not going to be a long match i I got a real real situation i need your help with Uh oh we're gonna pretend it's just me and you talking for a minute i know people are listening but Mm. you know i'm getting married yeah you're an old married guy you've been married forever we joke about you and lois all the time but you clearly know what you're doing (laughs) yeah i need some old marriage advice yeah Yeah. this is is all strictly hypothetical okay okay hypothetically speaking hypothetically Mm -hmm. let's say you go to the mail check your mailbox yep get your bills out get your letters Mm -hmm. and bring your mail on in start sorting through it Mm -hmm. and inside the mail is a magazine and on the inside of this magazine lois's sister's ass naked yeah you're allowed to look at that magazine
1: uh i wouldn't i wouldn't touch it nope I wouldn't look at it
0: now you subscribe to this magazine for years
1: right you s p in the magazine you, read you this going.
0: magazine every time it comes in like within mm-hmm. that week you you knock it out All right but now this time for the first time ever mhm you're Soon-to-be-wife's sister is right. in it, ass-naked. Right. And the whole rest of the world's going to see it. Mm-hmm. you allowed to look at that magazine.
1: You shouldn't do it. Okay. Let me tell you why. Because in three months, it won't be an issue anymore, and he won't have missed it. But right now, it's in vogue. It's fashionable. It's the talk. Don't look at it. Doesn't don't bite. look at it, okay. Yeah. Just bite the bullet and don't look at it. I want to put. I to also throw this out at you. Tony Shavani's not going to look at it either. Do you know why? No. It'll be like looking at my daughter naked. I mean, it's little Ashley, who used to run around in, on our events. Who was probably here that? Well, she probably wasn't there that night, but she was always around. And now I'm going to look at her naked. Not a chance. I'm not doing that.
0: You realize her own dad's tweeting out pictures of it.
1: Well, do you know her? Give me the name of her dad, please. Say his name.
0: Richard Morgan Fleer.
1: Well, ding, ding, ding. Okay. The one and only. And I mean the one and fucking only. Uh, not, Not me. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Okay, just let the let the time go by, and don't do it. What are you? Uh, <clears throat> can I ask you this as as a friend?
0: Yeah.
1: Are are have you been told?
0: Don't look at those. No. Didn't. Okay. Come, no. It was never. No. No. No discussion. I just don't know what protocol is. I never imagined being in a scenario where my yeah. my sister in law was ass yeah. naked in a magazine. Yeah. That I didn't purchase at a newsstand. It, it, I already subscribed before she was yeah, I got announced it. as being in said magazine.
1: I got another question. What in the world are is ESPN, the magazine, putting butt naked people on its magazine for anyway?
0: To sell issues.
1: Well, I get it, but
0: that's not what they're about. No, listen, that's what we're doing on Patreon next month. You just don't know it. We're doing the lowest calendar. So you're going to need to get her <laughs> some yeah. What?
1: Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Well, it's time for our main event. Here on eventful, uh, filled, uh, WCW Monday Nitro and on what happened when Monday, woo! Georgia's number one dog, Goldberg. Yes, there, buddy. And I'm cool with that. You know, Goldberg never played his final game or yeah. he, he never, he never yeah, yeah. actually he never played in, uh, one of the uh, – he didn't play in Vince Dooley's final game because he gotten in trouble.
0: What for? Did he kick somebody's head into the fourth row?
1: No, well, no, he got he, – uh, he got in – there was a lot of fights, uh, I understand, in practice when Goldberg was practicing with the Georgia Bulldogs. Sort of like a lot when of fights. he tried
0: to uh, beat up and choke out Evan Courageous during a night <laughs> trail walkthrough?
1: <laughs> no.
0: Oh, like when he attacked Chris Jericho backstage?
1: No, no, no. Okay. Duh. And then here comes Goldberg. I, I again, I it kind of blew me away why Goldberg needed this this big of uh, this security, right? I mean, if he's a big badass man, why can't he walk himself to the ring?
0: Well, they're trying to to mirror like the boxing thing for Mike Tyson. are they not.
1: Yeah, I guess they are. There you see one of.
0: There's Doug rocking that two tone Submariner.
1: Yeah. And there you and you have a, a member of the uh Georgia State Patrol in the back to your right there. Of course they always, you know, usher the uh or are, are around the football coaches, University of Georgia football coaches, head coach. I know Nick Saban probably's got a couple of Alabama State troopers with him everywhere too.
0: Tony, check this out. I don't know why I just thought of this. Okay. See see that multicolored polo that dude was wearing? It was like yeah. red, white, red, and black with the nitro on the chest. Right. We gotta get that for boxegimmics.com. you mean like yeah yeah. like just rip that shirt off and then put the whw logo on there and then whenever you have like a slapdick convention everybody can be dressed alike (laughs) can you imagine when we do these get-togethers for our patreon people we're going to have like competitions except instead of musical chairs it'll be who can get their chair the highest (laughs) there'll be like a makeup chair thing where you're giving beauty tips
1: oh my god
0: there's got to be at least one girl in, in the low-key big hogs and the glass bottom boat riders and if you personally did their makeup that would be on time oh my god maybe we could get terry in here oh my she god do their makeup and just talk our fucking ear off <laughs> and bring her dog in a baby stroller have you seen that
1: yes i have
0: that's a real thing ladies and gentlemen
1: yes yeah, dog in a baby stroller
0: i know it's 2018 <laughs> Who would have thought when you saw her with gold dust She was the weird one <laughs> Nobody would have guessed that Nobody
1: no, I tried. Oh god We're How's her over- podcast going by the way
0: So Goldberg's here And mm. uh He just throws the United States title down to Charles Robinson No one gives a mm-hmm. shit about that anymore And Robinson yeah. looks to Pinsler and says Did you see what he did and Pinsler said yeah He's going to fucking ruin the business in about 10
1: minutes. (laughs) No more than Pinter's bow tie is. Whoa. By the way,
0: Dave Penzer will be at StarCast.
1: Wow. I hope he's not wearing that bow tie.
0: I don't think that bow tie fits anymore.
1: Mm, Probably not. Thank God.
0: Not making a fat joke. Just saying 20 years later. Come on. (laughs)
1: Well, you never know. I mean, some guys, you know, some guys maintain their. Their thinness. I was obviously not one. I never had it. <laughs> I don't know. I saw the the picture I saw of you and the nasty boys thing as a kid. You weren't that heavy. No, I've been, just...
0: I've been a fat kid my whole life.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I didn't notice that on that picture. I would have not come across that way. Here we come, man.
0: Man, this is, listen, I love everything about Hogan right here, but him coming out yelling, I'm going to kick Goldberg's butt. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. Just no sells the drink to the head right here, too, which is great. And I always liked when he's coming in. It's a little thing y'all did. But you tilt the camera so it's, like, angled when he comes to the ring. And you know what I think that's reminiscent of? And I'm not kidding. What? The old Batman TV show. Yeah. Because whenever there's a bad guy, they would angle the camera. Mm -hmm. So whenever, like, the Riddler or the Penguin or whoever. I'm talking about the Adam West Batman TV show. Sure, in the 60s. They would twist that camera. And... I feel like they were doing that here for Hulk Hogan as well.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. That's also just, you know, Craig Craig Leather's trying to be creative a little bit here, I guess. I don't know. Trying to be NWO ish. Hogan looked great here, man. There's gonna be a part in this match that I thought was, was kinda of funny. You know, Hogan always oiled himself down. But I think the oil that he that is on him gets in Goldberg's eyes here. Uh, for a moment. So boy, we are waiting on this one, man. Charles Robinson doing a great job of making the match mean something by showing the belt. Didn't need to show it to Goldberg because he would have thrown it down as well as the other one. And here we go. Goldberg and Hogan. And they gave them about, well, what about a 15 minutes for this match? I think maybe not even that, up. maybe, maybe about 10 minutes for the match which is probably long enough. And and again, Hogan doing what a great heel does, and that is just letting the crowd get into it, letting the crowd whip up at a fever pitch, and then go into into the match. That side headlock looks a little snug there,
0: doesn't it? You know, I don't think anything surprises me in this match. By the way, let me just say this. How cool would it be to own a pair of Hulk Hogan's boots that were airbrushed like this?
1: NWO boots?
0: Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Like,
1: why don't you why don't you get in touch with him? And see if we can't get them.
0: No, I'm good.
1: Somebody's got them.
0: No, for sure. But I'm just saying, you know, he had so much airbrushed stuff with the shirts right. and the tights and the pants and the the boots. It's just a totally different look for what we saw before. Right. And the the meticulousness that it took to like do his, his own face which I admit if you put your face on your own shit it's a little weird but somehow when Hogan did it it wasn't
1: oh sure it it, it was with the Hollywood Hogan egomaniac character right so it all kind of worked now this is where I think eh, maybe not I, I was thinking that he would get some stuff in his eyes here I'm not sure but Hogan just cranking on this one here There you go. See, stuffing. He got. <laughs> he got some of whatever Hogan was putting on his body and his eyes.
0: Give everybody a time cue here.
1: Okay. Uh, the time cue is two ten oh five oh six oh seven oh eight nine ten. And we've got about nine minutes left in the show, of which a lot of it's going to be at the end. The the posturing and the uh, championship champions shot. Victor shot for for Bill Goldberg. Hogan doing a great job of selling this test of strength or the knuckle lock, if you will. Great job. You know, uh, we, we we talk so much about how much, how many people shit on Hulk Hogan, but good God. He could do a lot of great things. And he was, and look, Hulk Hogan turning the, uh, turning heel, turned WCW around, man. Well, Hulk Hogan just coming to WCW turned it around. Just think how many people can say that in wrestling, that they're coming to a promotion, turned a promotion around. I don't know if anybody can say that. Goldberg not doing a bad job of selling here, you think?
0: What do you think of the Hulk Hogan back ranks? And by the way... It's mm. not an so, ODQ match. He's whipping him with the belt. Eric I know. He's not know. disqualifying him. Right.
1: But again, as we said, as announcers, Charles Robinson knows how big this match is. He's just letting it go. So we had to cover that up. And, he, and we had to rips, cover that up as announcers without being prompted as to what to say. By Goldberg the way,
0: rips the belt away and yep. instead of using it, which the crowd was hot for yep. throws it down because he doesn't want to do it dirty. He's an honest superstar.
1: Yes, he is, man. Playing the true baby face. What do you think about when they turn Goldberg heel? I guess it's something we can talk about on a, on a a show. If we ever do it, do you think it was the right thing to do?
0: Well, once you beat him, I don't know what else you got to go with. Yeah, I know. Like once you beat him, his gimmick's dead to me.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And how about he needs him? I mean, uh, low blows him. Yeah. The mule kick and Robinson is right there in position. Has to pretend Mm -hmm. like he doesn't see it. Yeah. And it's telling Hogan to stop pulling the hair and Goldberg (laughs) has no hair.
1: Yeah. uh, Again, it's just. uh, A good referee will do that. I mean, like, like in any sport, right? I mean, the ref's blind. The ump is blind. The ump can't see it. That's a strike. The ump can't see it. He didn't see that holding call. My God, throw the flag. And the referee didn't see it. He had to see it. He was right there. No, he didn't. So Again. Just like any other sport,
0: ref is blind. Can I just tell you that I think Hulk Hogan is the best heel ever?
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: To, During I mean, this era,
1: wow! Yeah. During this era, he was the best heel ever.
0: Because literally everything he does is getting a reaction from the crowd. Uh huh. And so even if you're like, well, it's not, it wasn't really my taste. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about just the. Reaction, but literally everything that he's doing here, the crowd is all over.
1: Yeah. And, and, and again, it goes back to the beginning of the match when he just didn't, he didn't hook up with him immediately. He let the crowd react, let the crowd get into it. And then, and then he got into the match. Perfect place for this. I mean, if you think about the, the perfect storm, What's the perfect place for Goldberg to beat Hogan? It is here in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: How excited were you guys in the office to sort of strut that ass for Turner executives who had to be in attendance?
1: Yeah, we were, we were really, really excited. I, uh, I, I'm not so sure it was this show, but I think Terry McGurk was there, who was one of the top wigs for TBS at that time. I know he came to a bunch of our shows, and I believe he was, he was there for this one as well. Uh, and yeah, we were strutting our stuff because, you know, we started out WCW started out with, as a redheaded stepchild, as JR used to always say to the Turner people. And now here we were big time. I mean, I I brought this up before. I really think that we're the reason that Turner broadcasting was able to spend the franchise fee, getting the Atlanta thrashers in the NHL because the cash that we were making for the company at that time. I don't know if that's really the case, if that's true or not, but we all thought that. You're welcome. You got yourself an NHL franchise, which has since gone to Winnipeg. But the fact is that they wanted to go back to the NHL. They got the thrashers, and they got it because Turner Broadcasting was making money. And why was Turner Broadcasting making money? Well, you're looking at it right now. Leg drop. There's Hulk Hogan's leg drop, buddy. That's the bit. Oh, and here comes members of the NWO. Now you're thinking screw job here, right? Immediately.
0: No, you're exactly right. That's definitely where you go because you've seen it yeah. so many times with the NWO. At
1: right. Point. But now here's diamond Dallas page. Yes, sir. And a diamond cutter. For, that was pretty well done by Carl Malone. And you know what that means?
2: It's time for the spear. Conrad. Whoa. man! That and
1: the fans was so fucking ridiculous. are jacking off right now, man. Look at
0: this crowd. Oh, uh,
1: They are jacking off. Look at toilet paper coming down, call it, call it legit, but dirty. Okay. Yeah. He picks it up and Hogan up in the air. He's got him over. Oh my God. He's going to beat Hollywood Hogan. Oh no. Oh no, no. Not Hogan's down. One, two, three. Oh, Hulk Hogan loses to Goldberg. Goldberg is the world champion. What in the world were we thinking we were going for the cheap pop and we got it right there, both the U S champion and the world heavyweight champion as well. And now the last gosh, the last four minutes, three minutes of the show, we are just going to show victory shot after victory shot of Goldberg and hear the chant of Goldberg Goldberg to the point to where I think here, I think we actually had recorded Goldberg chants earlier in the night and were playing them back through the uh, loop through the uh, the net crowd as well because they were intense. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was really like that, but they were into it. Shivani kids were there somewhere in attendance, and the fans were digging this man. Biggest night ever for WCW? Do you think?
0: I do. You know because uh, obviously it does record business, but also too. It's the go home show before the biggest pay per view. You know, when you just count, you know, Monday through Sunday, it's the biggest seven days in WCW history for sure.
1: Now they're chanting Goldberg and. Wow. Big night.
0: It's weird to see the big gold belt here. With the NWO spray painted on it, the original 1986 leather there. It's sort of beat up, but you've got all that tradition of Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes and Ricky Steamboat and so many of the greats. And of course, most recently, for what feels like years, Hulk Hogan. Of course, the prior year, Lex Luger had it for a hiccup. And now, Goldberg does.
1: Great show, man. Again, really a great show. I mean, you see what you want to about, about Goldberg, but it was a great show. If nothing, look at that. Look at the Goldberg sign in the back, holding up a sign all the way in the back there. Great show for the energy and just the, just to really the, the love that people had for WCW back then. And especially for Bill Goldberg.
0: Let me freestyle this. We were talking about a comparison to warrior. Is that not the WrestleMania six shot right there? world title intercontinental except now it's world title in the u.s both after beating hulk hogan in a dome yep it's crazy to think about and there it is it's the goldberg era things are going to be hot for wcw of course uh critically people would say it started to take a dip in 1998 but business was never hotter than in 1998 and they do record business here in 1998 and a lot of it is because of that guy bill goldberg
2: Mm.
0: well man i had fun revisiting this and of course we let the folks on patreon have a crack at uh what they wanted to hear and we've got lots of fun suggestions and i thought with your permission tony i would run through what some of those suggestions are for what the next episode should be all right you can just sort of give me some feedback and some uh response and then we're going to let the folks on patreon go ahead and vote if you haven't already You should check out all the crazy bonus content that Tony's been posting over at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. You can join there for just $7 a month and you can participate in all this silliness. And we do have some bonus shows Uh, in the month of June. We had two bonus shows, uh, one covering the king of the ring, 2001 and one covering NXT war games. There's no telling what we're going to cover here in July. Uh, So don't miss out on the fun. Go join us right now. Patreon.com forward slash w h w com. i want to run through some of these suggestions tony and you can just give me some oh that could be fun or ah fuck that how's that sound okay starcade 94
1: starcade 94
0: uh yeah fuck that clash of the champions november 94
1: super brawl
0: 95 okay that could be fun bash at the beach 98 which is the pay-per-view six days after this. Absolutely. Um, past 2000, which is the Hulk Hogan, Vince Russo thing.
1: Oh yeah. we got to do that.
0: Great American bash. Oh five, ICP strangle mania bash at the beach. 99 starcade 96. Here's a good one. Great American bash. 1990. We're staying first one, the world title. Yep.
1: Yeah, that'd be a good one too.
0: Uh, the inaugural war games on the network, which could be fun. Hmm. Um, Lots of lots of votes here for Bash yeah. of the Beach 2098. ECW's Heat Wave 2000. Um, Bash of the Beach 1995, which they did outside, which you probably remember.
1: Yeah, that was Huntington Beach, California, right?
0: That's right. Bash of the Beach 99 with the Junkyard Invitational. You also got the No Limit Soldiers and the West Texas Rednecks. Yeah. Uh, Backlash Oh four, which is a WWF pay per view. Super Brawl 2, which is fun. Uh August seventeenth, nineteen ninety eight, which is Warriors debut. Uh the April tenth, two thousand episode of Nitro where Bischoff and Russo bring in a new era. Um Yep, that's gonna be a good one too. The July second, nineteen ninety eight Thunder, which is where they announced the match that we just saw. Hmm. Halloween Havoc ninety one, Chamber of Horrors, which is ridiculous.
1: I thought uh, we have we already done that, haven't we?
0: Uh invasion two thousand one which could be fun beach blast 92 uh raw 25 the 25th anniversary of raw from january of this year fall brawl 95 Bree 94 spring stampede 1990 hardcore heaven 97 royal rumble 1990 royal rumble 2000 man there's so many good suggestions on here oh my god yeah. of course yeah. the wwf ones we're only going to cover on patreon but we're going to pick out four of these topics it looks like great american bash 1990 is certainly coming your way this month probably great american bash 2000 or 98 as well um and who knows what else maybe we can do a little bash at the beach 95 action in there the one from california on the beach lots of good stuff coming your way if you'd like to vote we're going to narrow it down to a handful of topics and let patreon vote cruise on over and toss down your vote right now at patreon.com Forward slash WHW Monday, and uh, we're gonna hook up with two low key big hogs later this month and knock out a couple of bonus shows. I'm having fun doing this outside of the box stuff with you, Tony.
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of great fun on Patreon. Uh, it's uh, you know w- when you and I talked about doing Patreon, I I realized it would be uh, some extra work for us, but it's been a lot of fun work being able to do this and being able to put videos together and I'm editing videos together and I'm doing some stuff that. God, I hadn't done in a long, long time. So, yeah, we're having a great time. Thank you for all of this, and thanks for all the, all of our patrons, patrons for being out there.
0: And Tony, well. when I look at my clock, I can't help but think it's about that time.
1: Well, it's time for our main event this week here on WHW Monday, and it's one-on-one, Conrad Thompson going up against Road Warrior Animal this week, and it's going to be a belly bump contest between these two. And, yes, my goodness, look how big that animal has gotten in his uh, – in his salad days, and he will come into the ring doing the belly bump with Conrad Thompson. They bump back and forth. They bump back and forth, and coming to the ring is I don't know I don't know what her name is, but looks like she is going to try to give Road Warrior Animal a happy ending. And we're out of time. We'll see you next week on What Happened When on the MLW Radio Network and on Patron.
4: Yes, I'm old and I'm Fred. Promotional consideration paid for by the photo at Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. If you want more of Connor Rata Thompson and Tony Schiavone, complete with behind-the-scenes videos and new content every week. And by lowestrules.com. Still one of the hottest sites on prowrestlingtees.com to get your t-shirts from what happened when. Why do you need to go to a website to get a t-shirt? And also, named after a crazy lady, crazier than me. And by boxinggimmicks.com With useless stuff like coffee mugs, baby onesies, beach towels, koozies, and a whole lot more. To seriously show your support because you're a sellout like that counteract guy for what happened when something to wrestle with, and 83 weeks. then go to boxofgimmicks.com and buy Slapdick Theater with your host, Kellner Zadumas Coming to Patreon in July. Well, that's great. Slapdick Theater. The kids will love it. I'm sure I'll love it. Maybe Tony Schiavone can wheel me around to get something to eat. I'm hungry, and I'm old. Let me out of this closet, damn it.